champ is here. It's fantasy football time with the fantasy football champs. Fitzgerald leaps and he's got it. It's a touchdown for Larry Fitzgerald. Dominate your league with the guys from FFChamps.com. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright are the fantasy football champs. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Week 9 edition of the Fantasy Football Champs live on Football Nation Radio. I'm Bill Enright. With me is Todd DeVries, as always. Todd, what's going on, my man? What did we think of Week 8? Not pleased with Week 8, Bill. What was wrong with it? What was wrong with it was I was up 27 points last Uh, night. uh (laughs) Uh-oh. You know where this is going. The dude I'm playing against, it's it's late in the third quarter of last Mm -hmm. night's you know, game. The dude has Russell Wilson and uh, Golden Tate. Oh. I lose by one. The, the touchdown pass in our league wound up being worth 28 points. I lost by one point. Oh. You know, when he's taunting everyone, running down the field, I'm like, push that bastard out of the one, please. Didn't happen. No. That was literally like one of the only good plays of the game on Monday night. Yeah. yeah. And you lost to it. I'm basically like, I'm going to win because the 80 yards, like there was a bonus for that, and then he got him over, you know, just all these crazy bonuses kicked in and i was the like, bonus oh. yeah not good uh i didn't really have any strong feelings against week eight other than i think you said it last week that cowboys lions game was going to be the best one on the docket yep. and that lived up to expectations awesome game yeah i loved it uh loved all the action especially within the uh, final three minutes two minutes of the of the game that was a lot of fun obviously calvin johnson a monster monster day uh, second best all time in the history of the NFL was crazy. Um, Broncos Redskins for a while that game was a little boring. Uh, the Packers and the Vikings on Sunday night. Uh, the Packers showed us, you know, kind of that they can still survive without Randall Cobb and James Jones. But I mean, it was against the Vikings. Saints yeah. and Saints and the Bills. Dolphins Patriots kind of boring. Uh, Giants, Eagles, boring. Steelers, Raiders, boring. Falcons, Giants, Cardinals, Eagles, zero offensive touchdowns. Bill. Oh, it was just gross. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, I think with teams on the bye, like you know, like the Colts and and the Chargers and the the Bears and the Texans, and the Ravens, it's tough to have good games when a, a lot of offensive teams or teams that we like in fantasy football are all, all on a bye. Yeah. I mean, you know who was a big letdown. I mean, not that we thought they were going to win the game, but how about the Redskins, Bill? What a yeah, letdown. I thought RG3 was going to have his best day of the year, and uh, we suggested using him in the in the Daily Fantasy League. I over did at use him in Daily Fantasy. I used him as well. Major, major letdown. <laughs> Huge. I mean, they only scored two offensive touchdowns. Alfred Morris with a one-yard run, and Leonard Hankerson catches Ugh. a touchdown pass. The other touchdown was D'Angelo Hall on an interception return. That was it. I don't know what happened to the Redskins in that game, but when you when you look at the when you look at the Broncos and the defensive points that they've been allowing to opposing quarterbacks, and you got to think RG three is going to have a monster game. And yeah, that game was just I was watching that game like hoping for some action. And Bill, it, it was really seven come... nothing with twenty seconds left in the half. Right, and then all of a sudden in the third and fourth quarter, the Broncos kind of woke up, but the Redskins didn't. They stayed asleep. Yeah, I mean, I. I... I don't know what to tell you. I, I was very surprised that the Redskins didn't put up more offensive firepower in that game. Um, you know, 
I mean, Alfred Morris did all right, 93 yards and a touchdown. But RG3 in one league, he got me zero points. Yeah, not a good day for him. And then he got hurt at the end. And we'll get to his injury in just a little bit, but uh, we think he's going to be fine. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Reed came through. You know, yeah. we pumped him up eight catches, 90 yards. That's that's quality production from a tight end, PPR sure. or no PPR. Um, and Alfred Morris came through. But other than that, I mean, Garcon didn't do much. RG3 was terrible. Other side of the ball. Thank goodness Moreno caught that touchdown pass. Yeah. Because he, he didn't do much else. I mean, I guess he would have been okay product, productivity-wise. But um, that touchdown pass put him over the top, made him a good play. Monte Ball seen some action, Bill. With Ronnie Hillman, uh, the fumbling problems for Hillman, the team decided to rule him inactive, and, yeah. and Monte, Monte Ball got a couple good carries. Well, he had a touchdown, 37 yards rushing on 11 sure. carries. I mean, if you want to go by the the carry distribution, uh, Moreno had 14 carries, Ball had 11. So Moreno got it done in the passing game. That's yeah, he, six catches, 83 yards, or 89 yards in touch. Yeah, Welker had an okay game. Um, Demarius had an okay game. Decker was odd man out, and Orange Julius a little banged up. He didn't do much in that one. But I don't know. That game kind of was a letdown. It was a weird game, a lot of defensive touchdowns. Peyton Manning didn't really look that sharp. Three interceptions. Uh, not the greatest slate of games. After that Dallas Dallas uh, Lions. Lions game, which was fantastic. You know, the Pittsburgh-Oakland game was kind of uh, – I mean, that was kind of an interesting game. Eh, boring. Yeah. Terrell Pryor got all his fantasy points on the first play of the game, and then he didn't really do much else the rest of the four quarters. Well, I root against the Steelers, so for me, I, <laughs> I found that game to be pretty entertaining. I mean, it, they came back. They uh, Sean Sweesom couldn't make a field goal to save his life. Yeah. Kept shanking field goals, and, uh, you know, they had a chance to try to get back there at the end. Couldn't do it. At least there was a little bit of juice in that one. I mean, the other games were just blowouts everywhere. Bengals blowout, Niners blowout, Saints blowout. Uh, geez, I mean, even the Arizona game. Matt Ryan looks terrible. Yeah, that was awful. But Harry Douglas got it done in a big way. Yes, 20, he did. Twenty-five targets the last two weeks. Another game with double-digit receptions. He's definitely getting it done. Ah, <laughs> uh, but you know what, Bill? So I wound up um, in one league. I have Peyton Manning and Megatron, and okay. and by the way, I started Andre Ellington in that league. So nice. I think I had the second high score of the year in that league. Uh, six and two there. Other two leagues, five and three and five and three. So my three big leagues, I'm I'm doing okay. But that game last night killed me. Killed mm. me. Golden I believe uh, it also if affected our producer, Josh Deering. Josh, what happened to your fantasy team last night? I had a 20-point lead going into the last night with Marshawn Lynch going. My opponent had Tate. Marshawn Lynch got me three points. Oh, man. Lynch was another guy that we had high expectations for because the Rams were touting the league's worst rushing defense. Beast mode has been going off, I think, the last three weeks. He's had over 100 yards and at least a touchdown. And then he kind of just flopped last night. I don't know what happened to the Seahawks. They gave him the ball eight times on carries. I I was just going to say, Josh, you're right. I'm looking at the box score. If you look at the box score on the Seattle side of the ledger from last night, you would think it was like, First quarter stats or first half stats. Russell Wilson, 18 attempts for the game, passing attempts. Okay, mm. So when you see that, you go, oh, well, they must have just ran the ball down their throat. The team, the Seattle team, had 15 rushing attempts for the game. Yeah, I don't get it. What the heck? And it's you not know? like they were worried about the Rams, you know, going down the field and, and scoring. 
I, I don't know. I mean, well, seven sacks certainly. Um, I mean, if you if you add up the plays, eighteen pass attempts, fifteen yep. rushes. That's only thirty three plays plus seven yeah. sacks. It's like forty offensive plays. That's nothing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Marshawn Lynch, big huge letdown. I had him going in the DraftKings uh, contest too, Bill, and he was just terrible. Yeah, uh, you and me both, brother. Uh, Todd, what do you think of the trade? The NFL trade deadline is in a couple hours away, and there was a lot of uh, speculation, a lot of talk about you know some players getting shopped around the league, a lot of wide receivers, Josh Gordon, Hakeem Nix, Kenny Britt, and uh, recently Tony Gonzalez of the Falcons, Maurice Jones-Drew, uh, a couple rumors linked to him. It doesn't seem like anything's going to happen. It's kind of crunch time right now. We're waiting for some breaking news, but I, I can't see it happening in the next few hours. No, it's um, there's not a lot of juice right now. If you're following Twitter, like I have been this morning, I really am not seeing much. You know, you're you're hoping that you see a little action there, a little uh, possibility, and it really doesn't look like much is going to happen. So, you know, the NFL trade deadline, all these dead deadlines, Bill, and, and all these sports are kind of overhyped a little bit, don't you think? Yeah, I think a lot of media outlets just want some content. Yeah, I understand that. Footballnation.com. Uh, Every once in a while, I'll write a story about trade deadline, too. So right. I have no problem with that. It's interesting. You know, I mean, I'd like to know. It would be interesting to see where, if Josh Gordon landed on the Niners, what would happen. I you know? think so, too. I'd, I'd like to see that. Or Hakeem Nix going to the Lions. Fantasy-wise, I don't want – we talked about this last week. I, I right. wouldn't want those guys going to the Niners because um, I have Josh Gordon on all, like, all my rosters. But um, – but it just NFL wise, it would be more interesting. It'd be more interesting if Josh Gordon was off the Browns, again, not fantasy wise, but just NFL wise, and put him on a good team, a team that's going to be in the playoffs. I mean, the guy's you know a rising star in the league, so you know they're just rotting away on the. He's rotting away on the Browns. Hakeem Nix rotting away with the Giants. Um, you know, Tony Gonzo. You knew he wasn't going anywhere, right? I mean, I think the Falcons would really say would kind of just. It, it would really show that the Falcons are just giving up this year if they traded away Gonzo. Yeah. Because without Roddy White, without Julio Jones, Gonzo is you know getting a lot of attention from defenses, which is allowing Harry Douglas to get so many targets, so many receptions. By the way, speaking of Gonzo, a little off the uh, off the, on a tangent here, but did you see the article? Um, man, where would I see it? Can't remember where I saw it, but basically there was confirmation that the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles, um, nearly had Tony Gonzalez instead of the Falcons a few years back when he went to the Falcons. Um, they were going to get him for a third-round pick, and then at the last minute, the Chiefs wanted a second-round pick, and the Eagles said no. And that second-round pick, by the way, is the, that's the pick they used to draft LaShawn McCoy. Kind of an interesting story. I always like the stories about um, the, dra- the trades that almost happened. I think that's right. cool. I think that's right. cool uh, stuff. And it doesn't usually come out right away either. You know, people don't want to talk about it until GMs change. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The current GM's not going to admit to that. No. But once no. all these GMs change and a few years later, then you start hearing these types of stories. I think that's always interesting stuff. Um, and it would have been interesting, you know, Tony Gonzalez on the Eagles. With, and then LaShawn McCoy would have been somewhere else. So, right. Interesting stuff. Got a lot going on today, Todd. We're going to get to the Week 8 injury recap, go over the waiver wire for Week 9, plus we'll take a look at uh, some halfway point busts. We have a great article on footballnation.com right now, the 10 biggest fantasy football busts in uh, thus far in the season. Some interesting names on the list. We'll kind of uh, compare our, our names to who our writer Michael Quinn had 
in the article. You can give us a uh, phone call if you have a waiver wire question or a lineup question for week nine, eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero is the phone number. You can also email us radio at footballnation.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at FF Champs. You can follow Todd at CFF Geek and I'm at Bill Enright. And with that, Todd, let's uh, take a little bit of a recap for Week 8 with the Champs and the Chumps. Who were the playmakers, the showstoppers, the studs? Woo! And who were the losers, the bums, and the duds? Bill and Todd identify the Champs and Chumps. Champs and the Chumps, the Champs and the Chumps. One of my favorite segments uh, of the week, really, because I like going back and, and calling out some of the some of the guys that, that helped us out a lot, and I like calling out the players that we're a little bit mad at. So we'll start off with the quarterback champs. You can't ignore what Drew Brees did against the Buffalo Bills, 332 yards, five touchdowns. He also had a rushing touchdown on the day. Drew Brees actually destroyed my chances of a fantasy victory uh, in my dynasty league this week. I was going up against Brees. I hate that. Uh, Andy Dalton was a great pickup if you needed a bye week replacement. How did he do? 325 yards, five touchdowns for the Red Rifle. Cam Newton, way back on Thursday night, uh, 221 passing yards, two touchdowns. He also had 50 yards on the ground. And then how about Colin Kaepernick starting to run a little bit more? This is what we were expecting from him earlier in the season, 164 yards and a touchdown, but then 54 yards on the ground and two rushing touchdowns for Captain America. You know, I got let's talk about Andy Dalton for a second, Bill. Sure. You mentioned he'd be a good bye week replacement. Uh, is he... More than that now, because the last three weeks, okay, 337 yards, three touchdown passes, 372, three touchdown passes, 325, five touchdown passes. That's 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns over the last three weeks. He's really been playing well, and I think a lot of guys on that team, in addition to A.J. Green, are stepping up. We saw Marvin Jones with the four touchdowns. Tyler E. for Jermaine Gresham, more involved in the passing attack. Uh, they're kind of going a little bit away from the run, which is interesting because they got Green Ellis, they got Gio Bernard, but certainly Andy Dalton has kind of taken the control uh, of this offense, and, and he's really passing the football very well right now. Yeah, I mean, he's he is red hot right now. So um, I was surprised they did it against the Jets. You know, I didn't think he – I thought that maybe his little hot streak would, would end this week. Right. Against a, you know, defense, a pretty good defensive team in the Jets, but no, man, he just ripped them apart, so – he makes the champs list. Now, how about the chumps, Bill? Who do we have as our quarterback chumps? All right, so speaking of the Jets, Geno Smith, 20 of 30, 159 yards, no touchdowns, did have two interceptions. And then our guy, RG3, Robert Griffin the third, 132 yards and two touchdowns. He had two INTs, and he was coming off games where he rushed for over 80 yards. And in this one, he had just five rushes for a total of seven yards. He was getting smacked. I mean, he was getting smacked around like a rag doll back there. It's crazy how once the Broncos kind of get things going on offense, that defense really comes alive. They get aggressive. They get active. They really get after the quarterback, and we saw that on Sunday. Von Miller certainly helps. Absolutely. Yeah, and Geno Smith, getting back to him, we've talked about it. He's been a pleasant surprise overall, Bill, um, from a rookie. We didn't expect much from him this year. Right. But he's woefully inconsistent fantasy-wise, okay? But, yeah. Five fantasy points this week, 21 the week ago. Seven points before that, 22 before that. So 22-7, 21-5, he's all over the place. Uh, you really can't trust him. But, uh, you know, but overall, I mean, I think if you're a Jets fan, you're probably pleasantly surprised by his overall performance this season. But he's going to have some stinkers. you got to remember he's a rookie. 
it's funny that you kind of pointed out his fantasy stats because if you look at the way the Jets are winning and losing games, they win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Yep. A- every week. It's like they rotate. So Geno Smith, I mean, his production fantasy-wise is kind of matching up with how the team plays and whether or not they're going to win or lose. And next week they have the Saints. So maybe this little uh, win-lose, win-lose thing is going to come to an end. Could be lose-lose here. Yeah, you would think so. All right, let's go over to the running back champs. Todd, we've been touting this guy for a couple weeks now. Andre Ellington and the Arizona Cardinals finally got more action because Rashad Mendenhall was out, and boy, did he pay off in a big way. Hopefully everyone was patient that listens to our show. 154 yards and a touchdown. Monster day for the rookie out of Clemson. And then he got Darren McFadden, 73 yards, but he had two rushing touchdowns. And then Sean Moreno, we kind of talked about him a little bit earlier. Only, 14, only 44 yards on the ground but where he really made his pay with six grabs, 89 yards, and a receiving touchdown. No Sean Moreno, Todd, one of our most frustrating fantasy football players in the history of fantasy football, really coming on strong in his fifth season in the NFL. His two, fifth. Of those, two of those three guys are frustrating. McFadden, McFadden too. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> they come through. Uh, you know what, Bill? I, I would like to think that the people listening to this show over the past month probably stashed away Ellington. I hope and so. And like myself, I had not started him all year. Okay? Right. But this week, with all the buys, I was forced to play him. And I thought, well, you know, against the Falcons are struggling. I thought, well, he might actually do something. You know, Mendenhall's hurt. This is probably a pretty good week to plug him in there. Sure. Man, did he reward me. My goodness. Um, the 80, Even if you take away his 80-yard touchdown run, it's, he still had 14 rushes for 74 yards. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's pretty good. And uh, excited, excited to see what he can do in the, in the future. But um, he saved me, Bill, because in that league, I was the high-scoring team this week, but I played this, what wound up being the second high-scoring uh, team. So the oh, you I still squeaked out the victory. Yeah, so the guy nice. I played got screwed. Um, <laughs> I hate Murmur. being the second high-scoring team in a, in a week and then yeah. losing. That's the worst. So... Uh, but it was because of Andre Ellington, because uh, Peyton Manning and Calvin were huge, but the other guy had some big players, like he had Breeze, and then um, Ellington put me over the top. So thank you, Andre Ellington. Here's the, here's my question before we move on to the running back chumps, Bill. I have got? Andre Ellington. I have Trent Richardson. Oh, man. <laughs> the reason Ellington was in there is because Trent was on bye. Remember I told you how relieved I was that Trent Richardson was on bye? You didn't have like, to use him, yeah. This is actually a good thing. I can put some other guys in there. Now what do I do when, you know, when, they both, when they're both – uh, you know, active, what do you do? So I got some decisions to make moving forward. Running back chumps, Bill. How about Darren Sproles? Your oh, man. That's my boy. Four receptions for zero yards. Now, if you're in a PPR league, he got you four points. Other than that, he got you zero. I mean, the four catches for zero yards, it, that's hard to do. Yeah, that's really hard to do. And, you know, <laughs> I always like to play the game of, um, you know, if you look at a box score or if you look at the final score of a game, you see 35 points from the Saints. You're like, oh, well, Sproles must have done a little bit of something. You know? Right. Nothing. Nothing. All Nothing right. Uh, other running back chumps. This is uh, one of your guys you've been holding on to, Todd, one of the most frustrating players this year. Probably going to make our bust list. That's Steven Jackson, six, uh, 11 carries for just six yards. Did you use S-Jax this weekend? I did. How and did you league, not? You had to. Oh, I had him in quiz. It, it turns out in my league, which is full PPR, this is the mm-hmm. league where I lost by a point, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, they both had three points. So I benched quiz for S-Jax, and they both had three points. So it didn't matter. 
Um, but I thought he would do something against the Cardinals. Give me a break. Well, here's why it's frustrating, because week one we saw him have a really good game, and he got hurt. He was out weeks two through week seven, comes back in week eight, actually gets the same amount of carries that he did in week 11, or week one. He had 11 carries in week one. But he had 80 yards in week one. This week, only six yards. So very frustrating uh, with Steven Jackson at this point. And then how about Chris Ivory, Todd? He had 34 rushing attempts last weekend against the Patriots. What does he do against the Bengals? Only six rushing attempts. I'm not good at math, but that's uh, a lot less. You know, you and I, Bill, bashed the Jets in the preseason, and rightly so. Yeah. We said that we would not draft a single Jet in any of our leagues. I held up to that. I think you did as well. Yep. But as the weeks kind of went by, you know, we just talked about Gino, um, Bilal Powell, Chris Ivory, Curley. Like, some, you know, much to our surprise, some Jets came onto the fantasy radar. But the issue with these guys are you can't trust any of them. Like, week yeah. to week. Maybe Curly in a PPR as a low-end wide receiver three or four. Mm -hmm. But other than that, week to week, I mean, you just never know what the Jets are going to do at at the running back position or quarterback position. So not too surprised with Ivory coming back to earth. All right, let's move over to the wide receiver champs, Todd. Calvin Johnson, the second greatest single-game performance for a wide receiver in the history of the NFL. 14 catches, 300 329 yards. You're used to seeing some 250, 275, 300-yard performances in college, Todd. I remember that back from last year when my boy Marquise Lee had a 300-yard game. Right. But in the NFL, it doesn't happen often. Calvin Johnson, are you nuts with this with this stat line? 329 yards? Craziness. Yeah, it is craziness. And, you know, through seven games, um, he has a bye this week. Mm-hmm. Went through seven games, 821 yards and seven touchdowns. So, and that's and he was hurt for a couple of those weeks. Yeah. So, um, you know, he, he's 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 a beast. I mean, uh, I, you know what? When they had the ball with a minute left or whatever, how much time was? I actually thought they were going to win. <laughs> I did. When Dallas wasn't able to put the game away, mm-hmm. I thought, you know what? The Lions are going to just go down and score. And I thought Calvin would be the, you know would be the guy to put it in the end zone, and he almost was. He was a he, yeah. half a yard away. He got tackled like two or three times inside the five-yard line in that game. Well, that happened a lot last year, didn't it? Yep. I mean, yep. last year, you know what? This game was kind of a microcosm of his season last year, if you really think about it. Yeah. Because t- yesterday, or not yesterday, Sunday, 329 yards was nearly an NFL record for yards in a game, second most to Flipper Anderson, and he did his in, over- in overtime game, I believe. Mm-hmm. So actually... Megatron's performance was the best ever for a game that did not go into overtime. Last year, he set the receiving record for a season, correct? Yeah. But for all those yards last year, how many touchdowns did he have? Five. Right, which is completely out of whack. Yeah. And yesterday, again, if you would have told me Megatron would have had 14 catches for 329 yards, I would have thought he had three touchdowns. He should have had three because that that slant across the middle, that 80-yard catch – he got tackled at the three, yeah. and then one of the last plays of the game, I think he got tackled on, like, the one-yard line. He did. And then Stafford ran it in. Yeah, so it was a microcosm of last year, Bill, um, yeah. where he got tackled inside the five. I forget how many times somebody had the number. It was a ridiculous amount of times he got tackled inside the five. So, yep. But, uh, hey, you can't complain. 39 fantasy points in a non-PPR format, Bill, for Megatron. Chances are, if you were going up against Calvin Johnson this weekend, you lost. Uh, yes. 
All right, other wide receiver champs this week. Marvin Jones, second-year player for the Bengals, eight grabs, 122 yards, four touchdowns. He caught four of Andy Dalton's five touchdowns in this one. Very impressive performance. How about Kenny Stills, the rookie for the Saints? Three grabs, 129 yards, and two TDs. And then Jordy Nelson, Sunday night, Mr. Reliable, seven catches, 123 yards, and two touchdowns. Now, what do we make of Marvin Jones? Because I I tell you who's not happy with Marvin Jones right now are the A.J. Green owners. I think actually the emergence of Marvin Jones will help AJ Green in the long run. Yes, agreed. It's long not run. very often when you have a guy like Calvin Johnson is a great example. Um, only really one viable receiver, and he beats double teams and, and triple teams. AJ Green is actually gonna—I I think he's gonna benefit from this situation because now defenses won't just be able to focus just on him, which is, I think what what has been happening. Uh, there's not many teams with. You know, a standout number one, like an A.J. Green, a Calvin Johnson. Um, you know, the Broncos are a little bit of an exception to that rule. You look at what the Packers are, are going with are going through now with Jordy Nelson. Um, so, yeah, I think actually A.J. Green owners should be happy that Marvin Jones is stepping up. Uh, agreed, but short term, no. I mean, yesterday, again, Andy Dalton throws five touchdown passes and A.J. catches zero. Yeah. I'm just saying, sure, I totally agree with you. Long term, this if Marvin Jones can keep this up and become a you know viable, super strong wide receiver too to AJ Green, that'll certainly help AJ Green in the long in the long run. But short term, I mean, yesterday, that's a killer. He, I mean, AJ Green still had 115 yards. You got a bonus there. He scored only in two of the catches. last three weeks. Well, yeah. the three catches is kind of he only had seven targets. That's um, what I'm saying. You know, going back to his game against Buffalo, he had 103 and a touchdown off off 11 targets. Uh, week before that against Detroit, he had eight targets, 155 yards and a touchdown. This weekend, he just didn't get into the end zone. Still had over 100 yards, though, for the fourth Marvin time this Jones season. Marvin Jones had more targets than A.J. Green. Yeah, that's a little suspect. I'm sure the Bengals will, will figure out that situation. That'll though. adjust. Uh, yeah. I'm just right. saying, if I'm an A.J. Green owner, and actually I'm not, I don't think in any league right now. Me either. Kind of weird. Took Julio. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not, you know, crushed because I think that it'll, he'll come around. But yeah, and maybe for the playoff push, this will be the best thing that could happen for him. You know. Let's take a look at the wide receiver chumps. Todd Rubin Randall for the Giants. He's been catching touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. But this week he didn't have a single catch. Zero catches, zero yards equals what? Zero. That's right. Uh, Dwayne Bowe uh, has been one of the biggest wide receiver chumps all season long. One catch, seven yards. Danny Amendola, despite coming back from that concussion, uh, which made him sit out in week seven, back in action in week eight, three catches, 15 yards, certainly not the PPR machine that we were expecting. And then Marquise Colson, we saw the rookie get it instead of him, only three catches, 18 yards. I'm convinced that Colson is a little bit injured and we just don't know what's going on. I would think so, Bill, because his last three stat lines. Terrible. Two for 15, one for 11, three for 18. He's got to be hurt. Something's going on there that we don't know about. Let's move over to the tight end champs. Jimmy Graham only played 18 snaps, but he still managed to get into the end zone twice. Three catches, 37 yards, two touchdowns on the day. And then Vernon Davis, not really a good day for tight ends as a whole. Vernon Davis makes the champs list because he had three catches, 52 yards, and a touchdown. Jimmy Graham, 18 snaps, 16 fantasy points. Is that nuts? <laughs> like, it's funny because 
I didn't expect him to play this weekend. No. And then I was doing the I was doing the live webcast on FF Champs TV Sunday afternoon, and, and I'm looking at NFL Network, and yep. it's like breaking news: Jimmy Graham's active. I was like, listen, Jimmy Graham is still a top ten tight end this week, even when he's injured. We weren't expecting him to play. You have to have a really good option to sit Jimmy Graham, and hopefully people listen to me because he ended up scoring twice. Yeah, and I don't know about you. I mean, I know you were doing the live show, but I get all these crazy alerts on my uh, my iPhone. And mm. uh, ESPN, uh, I believe, earlier in the morning, they said that he had uh, a setback. Yeah. So earlier in the morning, it looked like he wasn't going to play, and then then they said he was active. So it was kind of like yinging and yanging all over the place with him. Um. You know, like you said, not a huge day for tight ends, Bill. But those nah. two guys, you know, even on an off day, they both produced nicely. Yeah. Yep. Tight end chumps did not produce nicely. Jason Witten, where has he been this year? Two catches, 15 yards. Tony Gonzo, three catches, 26 yards. And then Gronk, two grabs, 27 yards. Gronk not involved in the game plan this weekend. Yeah. Go figure. Uh, I can't I can't understand that one. Uh, Witten's the one that's really crazy the last three weeks bill nine catches for doing some quick math here not 90 yards i believe nine catches 90 yards over the last three weeks well you know who's coming on strong your boy terrence williams getting a lot of targets from tony romo yeah he is he's scoring like every week yeah he's um i've been plugging him in as a flex or as a wide receiver too when i have guys on by and he's producing I mean, he, scored, he scored a touchdown in the last four games. Yep, I was just going to say that, four straight games. And, see, this is what's crazy is he kind of started off slow. Four targets. He had a, he caught all yeah. four for 151 yards. That was that game against the Broncos. Uh, then he had two targets. He still got into the end zone. But lately, the last two weeks, seven targets and ten targets. Now, he only caught one or two passes against the Lions, but at least Romo is starting to look at him more. Yeah, much to uh, Jason Witten owner's chagrin. Yeah, right. Terrence Williams is becoming a viable guy, and Miles Austin's out of the picture now. So, yeah, and, uh, you know, I don't know what Des Bryant thinks about all that, Bill. What do you think? I loved Des Bryant's intensity on the sidelines this weekend, and now that they kind of are releasing what he was saying, yep. uh, have you have you, have you heard yes. what he yeah. – it's not as crazy as people made it out to be. It's funny, you know, Tom Brady can go to the sideline and throw his helmet and point his finger and yell at people, and everyone's like, oh, he's so intense, you got to love the leadership. Des Bryant does the same thing, does the same exact thing, and everyone's all up in arms because he's, you know, talking, bashing the quarterback, bashing the coach, which is, wasn't the case at all. Yeah, I, I think that um, and Michael Irvin did that pretty much every game, by the way. Like back in his day, Michael with Troy Aikman, he wouldn't be in like in the face of Aikman, but he'd be on the sideline, extremely animated, in an angry-looking way. You know, of course, we didn't know what he was saying at the time, but he was just pumping people up. But I think it might have been the timing of Dez's uh, outburst. I mean, right. it was after they scored. You know, before the right. extra point was being kicked. It wasn't like you know the the Cowboys had a three and out and they jogged off the field and he freaked out. It was kind of like. You know, the, they just lost the game. It was weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. You watched the Lions go down the, the go down the field and, and score, and then he freaked out. It was kind of like, well, it's too late to freak out now because you you get like one play and the game's over. You know what now, I mean? Now I don't know what happened with him and Jason Witten when Demarcus Ware had to separate the two of them. I don't know what happened then. Well, uh, he was just 
wigging out, and Witten was pointing at the clock, going, "Hey, we still got twelve seconds." You know, yeah. I saying, I don't know. I, I, it's overblown, of course. Um, I don't have a huge problem with it. Um, like many other people said on television over the weekend, you know, I'd rather have a guy that's intense and sure. cares than a guy that, you know, doesn't. So right. Um, but you know, I think when you when you add in some of the maturity issues he's had in the league and some of the off the field issues he's had at Oklahoma State, you know, it, that that kind of baggage kind of follows you. Know, you. It, it makes people believe that that uh, he's going off the rails a little bit. But in this case, right. I think it's overblown. Right. Uh, so that was the champs and the chumps from week eight. The number here is eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero. Let's go to Matt in Connecticut before we take a break. He has a question about his flex. What's going on, Matt? Matt, you got to speak up, man. I can barely hear you. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. What's going on? All right. So, I, I'm, uh, first of all, thanks to all your help. I'm sticking to second place in my league, sitting pretty, getting ready for the playoffs. But I'm in a little bit of a debacle right now. Okay. I've got uh, six people on my bench. All six people are on buys, and I can't drop them. I've got the people that are on my bench are Stafford, Sean Moreno, uh, Denarius Thomas, Julius Thomas, the Denver defense, which I have to drop and pick up. Uh, um, another uh, probably the Cowboys and Cecil Short. So right now, my starting lineup: I have Romo, Charles, and Ridley, and uh, Ver- Vernon Jackson as my wide end. I got Gordon as my other wide receiver, but I got Percy Carvin as my wide receiver three. I don't even know if he's going to play. Yeah, I don't and think he is. I'm flexing right now, Kalu, and I don't know if he's going to put up. I'm going against a pretty tough opponent this week, and I don't know if I should drop Kalu and try to pick up someone like like. For wide receivers, Stills, Sanders, Nelson, and Dexter McCluster, and Drew Davis are all available on the waiver wire, and I know there's a lot of people that are looking to pick up uh, people tonight on the waiver wire because of the bye week. So I don't right. know if I should, should I kind of sit and wait on Percy Harvin and drop Kalu and pick up somebody else to, put, to start that's a little bit stronger in my flex? You know, unfortunately, I don't think Percy Harvin's going to play this week. It was reported that he suffered a setback last weekend with his hip. I thought it was too early for him to come back and practice, but I guess he wanted to get out on the field and give it a try. I don't think he's going to end up playing this weekend. Uh, The Seahawks, uh, I believe, are they playing on Monday night? Sunday. No, that's last Monday night. They're playing, oh, right, they're not having two back-to-back games. Um, I, I, I just can't trust Percy Harvin to to use this week when you have so many people on a buy, I think you have to go out and get somebody. Where did you see the uh, the Percy Harvin that he, he had a setback? Um, Roto World. When was this, today? Yeah. Okay. I didn't see that yet, so that's why I was asking. Because yeah. as of two days ago, the story was that he was on track to play in Week 9 versus the Bucks. Yeah, that's um, what I heard too. According to Fox, Mike's, uh, Fox's Mike Garofalo, Percy Harvin's hip flared up last Thursday. Doesn't so, sound like anything so. too serious. Players coming off major buy and long layoffs often have some irrita- irritation as they work their way back toward game shape. That was from NBC's uh, Roto World. All right. So, so we'll see. I mean, hey, Sidney Rice got hurt last night. So maybe with Sidney Rice likely out, maybe they, 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 they do try to get Percy Harvin back in, in the lineup. So what do you recommend here, Bill? I mean, he's got to make a decision. <sighs> I wouldn't take Roy. I wouldn't bank on Roy Hallou. You said Emmanuel Sanders, Drew Davis. I don't like Dexter McCluster too much. Who who were the other guys? Bill Sanders, Nelson McCluster, and Davis. Jonathan Stewart's also there for running back, mm. but he's coming off injury too. 
kind of slim pickings this week for the waiver wire. Is it PPR? I mean, yeah, uh, half point. Sanders against the Patriots isn't bad. You know he's going to get the football. He so should I drop the and pick up, I guess, Sanders? And should I play wait and see with Harvin, or Percy, or should I try to pick up somebody like, I don't know, Stills or Nelson as my wide receiver three? You know, Kenny Stills is playing against the Jets this weekend. That's not a bad option, but I just feel like the situation with the Saints wide receivers, and we're going to get to this in a little bit uh, with our waiver wire report, it's going to rotate. It's going to fluctuate every week. One week it's going to be Lance Moore. The next week it's going to be Kenny Stills. Then maybe it's going to be, you know, Sproles out of the backfield. It just always is back and forth, up and down with these Saints wide receivers. That's why Marquise Colson was so good for so long. He was really the only consistent option with Jimmy Graham. But now Colson can't even be considered the consistent option. I think it's it's just too up and down with Stills and, and Lance Moore. I would rather go with a guy I know is going to get the football, and that, that's Emmanuel Sanders to me. So pick What's, up Sanders. What about Percy Harvin? Do you think I should just drop him and, I don't know, pick up somebody else, I guess? No, 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 no. You can't drop Percy. He's going to be wait. Listen, your team's really good, right? You said you're in second place? Yeah. Yeah, so you're going to use him in the playoffs. I know it hurt it, it it hurts to hear, but you have six guys on a bye this week. Yeah. If you lose this week, it's okay. You're still going to be one of the best teams. You're still looking like a lock for the playoffs, unless you have a major disaster. Um, you know, if you lose one week because you have a bye week trouble, it's not bad. What does your opponent's lineup look like? I'm sure he has some problem problems too. Yeah, he's got some injury issues. He had, he had Martin and Julio Jones. If he and a little bit of problems, too. Um, yeah. So I might be able to, I guess, throw him in there, and if he plays, he plays. If he doesn't, he puts up a zero, and I just hopefully squeak it out. I mean, Matt, isn't there, a not, isn't there a chance that you can pick up someone and plug him in this weekend instead of Percy? Like, you don't have to set your lineup today. Right. No, I know, but I was just trying to figure out what is why and why. But I can't, the problem is I can't drop anybody on my fence because they're all pretty much studs. Right, right, right. So the defense, you have to drop the defense to get a defense. Roy right. Hallou, you were using him as the flex. If you drop Hallou, you're you're still open a, a flex spot. Yeah, to pick up standards and get rid of him. Right, right, right. So there's still a hole in your lineup if Percy doesn't play. I mean, right. the only thing I can think of is try to make a trade. I, I, I would, mean, if I'm, if I'm, what's your record again? Six and two. And. Where is, like, uh, how many guys make the playoffs, and what is the record right now, like, borderline playoff, not out of the playoffs? Uh, top, top six make the playoffs, and there's a lot of people that are, like, uh, four, four and four. four. Yeah, and you'll be fine. So, I, You know, if it's me, I usually just eat it, you know? I usually just, I don't, I don't want to mess with my lineup. I'm not going to make any crazy moves. No. Um and I just, you know, if I if I lose on a bye when everyone's on a bye, I mean, then that so be it. Like, kind of like what Bill said. Yeah. And and All hope right. for the best on Percy. Maybe he comes back. Okay, great. Thanks, Dad. All right, Matt. Best of luck to you. Appreciate the phone call. Todd, I'm telling you, this bye week situation with the six teams on the bye at the same time, it used to be four back in the day. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. Can we go through it real quick before go we ahead. break? All right. I'm going to say the team on bye and you tell me all of the relevant fantasy players that are not playing, okay? Okay, yeah, I like this. Let's start with, though, I don't know, the Denver Broncos on by. All right, so you got Peyton. One. Three, rec- three receivers, Demarius, Welker, Decker, Four. Julius Thomas, and the Five. defense. Yep. And uh, Moreno. Moreno. Yeah, seven. Yeah, you got seven plus kicker. Eight. Eight. 
Okay. Yeah, plus the kicker. Everyone has uh, what the hell is it? Prater. Detroit Lions. All right, so you got Stafford, Calvin, Reggie. Maybe people are using Joyke Bell as a flex. Possibly Chris Durham as your wide receiver three if you're in a 12 I'll or 14 team league. Three viable. All right. Okay, three viable. superstars. All right. Giants. Eh. Eh. Cruz. <laughs> Arizona. Fitz. Ellington. Two. Yeah, and I just talked about how I was excited to have Ellington in my mix. Now he's on bye. Yeah, so I guess you're using Trent Richardson this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I guess I am. Uh, <laughs> San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Frank Gore has been playing great. Colin yep. Kaepernick, Vernon Burn. Davis, Bolden, four. All right, four. Their defense, five. <clears throat> five. Phil Dawson, yep. maybe, six. I'll say five. All right. Jacksonville? Eh, two. Maybe MJD's the third. I'm going black when it's shorts. Two and a half. Okay. So you got eight, three, one, it's 12, and 22 viable like right. legitimately viable starters in the world of fantasy are gone, and, and and if you're in a team, if you're in a league with with uh, ten teams or twelve teams, I mean that's like two players per team basically that are gone this week. And if you were all in on the Broncos, kind of like what we were in the beginning of the year, you know, maybe you have Demarius Thomas and Julius Thomas and the defense, or maybe the kicker. Like that's a you know, people were waiting for the Broncos to be on a bye. I'm sure you're going to see a lot of teams that are have just been dominating. Kind of like that last caller who had Demarius and Julius and the Denver defense. You know, you're going to see teams that have been dominating all season long probably lose this weekend just because of the fact the Broncos are on a bye. Yeah. It's a tough hit. That is a tough, tough hit. I mean, you knew it was coming eventually, but, you know, and now you have to kind of start to worry, well, what's going to happen in the fantasy playoffs when, you know, the Broncos have home field wrapped up and it's week 16 and maybe everyone sits. I don't know. You gotta hope that Peyton's going for some records. Well, I mean, at this point, Bill, I mean, I don't know that anybody's gonna be sitting. I mean, they got the, we talked about it at nauseum. The next four weeks for the Broncos are really gonna define yeah their season. They got they got to play the Chargers, the Chiefs twice, the Patriots. So they're gonna have some games in there. I don't think they're gonna go through this unscathed. I think they're gonna. I think fantasy wise. I think we're actually going to be um, in a good situation because I think the Broncos are going to need every win at the end of the year. All right, good. That's good to hear. I'm sure a lot of people are very thankful to hear that from you I'm because sure. I was I was a little bit worried for a while. They're not, you know, we've talked about it with Kerry Byrne on our Thursday show, Bill. You know, the, the Broncos' defense, they look pretty good against the Redskins, but they have their problems, you know. I don't think yeah. they're going to just blow through these these this difficult uh, month of games here. I think they're going to lose a game or two. And they're going to need to win for home field advantage. I think that Peyton Manning will be playing at least through week 16. Okay. Todd, what do you say we take a break here when we come back? Week 8 injury recap plus your waiver wire pickups for week 9 is all coming up next right here on the Fantasy Football Champs. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs, FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Tom Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at collegefootballgeek.com, that's who. 
collegefootballgeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008. We're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level. At collegefootballgeek.com, you can run mock drafts against the mighty CFG computer, customize your own fantasy cheat sheets, tap into our experts for advice, and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools. And the best part, it's free to subscribe. So whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league, or if you simply want to get an edge on your NFL fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars today, check out collegefootballgeek.com. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. Probable? It is what it is. Questionable? I've fallen and I can't get up. Doubtful? Are any of your players on this week's injury report? It's time for bumps and bruises. All right, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Champs. Bill and Wright, Todd DeVries, hanging out with you. Really just getting started on our Week 9 episode of the Fantasy Football Champs, Todd. The injury report, we do it every week. The last two weeks, it was devastating. Big-time injuries. Randall Cobb, Julio Jones, Doug Martin, Sam Bradford, Jay Culler. The list goes on and on and on. Reggie Wayne. But this week, eh, it wasn't that bad. We, we got a breath of fresh air with the injury report. You're right, Bill. Let's start with the quarterbacks, Mike Vick. Now, hey, Bill. You and I said it at the end of September. If you can trade this guy, do it right now. Most people, unfortunately, were unable to trade Mike Vick because no other quarterbacks were hurt. There were plenty of viable quarterbacks at the moment, right, Bill? Yep, yep. And we said trade him because he's going to get hurt once the calendar flips to October. He got hurt. He tried to come back, probably came back too early, hurt his hamstring pop against the Giants on Sunday, yeah. and now he's out again. The thing about Mike Vick is we know what his skill set is, and we know that he is so productive when he's healthy. And in the preseason, he looked great, and in the first couple weeks of the regular season, he looked great. There was a guy on Twitter that was kind of, like, harassing me, saying that, you know, I I was a fool for ranking Cam Newton ahead of Mike Vick because Cam Newton started off a little slow. And I said, listen, you know, it's not a one- or two-week thing here. Durability. It's all about durability, and – Talk to me in week 17. Talk to me in week 16. Don't bust my chops in week two, all right, because it's a long season, and I guarantee Vic is going to miss some time because of an injury. And what happens is, you know, Vic's hamstring goes down. Maybe it's next time it's going to be a concussion, a shoulder injury or something. But it happens all the time. Injury-prone players get injured. That's just what happens in the NFL. Mike Vic, what is he, 33, 34 years old? Yeah, he's old. He's been doing this a long time. Plus, he had two years in jail, so... Yeah, you know, it's a hard knock life for Mike Vick. 
Now, I got a little update on my uh, my phone here during the first segment of our show. Um, I don't know if you heard this one yet or not, but it says that Nick Foles has been cleared to practice. He's gone right. through the NFL uh, concussion protocol. Yeah. Doesn't mean necessarily he's going to play this week, but there's, I guess, a chance that he will play, um, which is certainly good news for anybody that owns Deshaun Jackson or LaShawn McCoy because Matt Barkley is just he not ready to play. looks terrible now. Yeah, he's not ready to play. So um, – Let's hope that, you know, for everyone else that owns other Eagles, that Nick Foles is ready to go. They have to play Oakland this week on the road. Not an easy game anyway. Well, Mike Vick's already been ruled out. Yeah, he's out. So we we know it's either going to be Foles or Barkley. And like you said, hopefully it's Barkley because I think McCoy plays better. No, 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 no. Hopefully it's Foles. Hopefully it's Foles, of course, of course, of course. Hopefully it's Foles because, yeah. So anyway, so I thought that was a bit of good news. At least there's a, a chance because up until an hour ago, uh, the Philadelphia market was saying it's going to be Barkley, it's going to be Barkley. Oh, so maybe, okay. you know, it's only Tuesday, so just keep an eye on this and let's hope that Foles can play. And that, that, That's what it's come to, Bill. Let's hope Foles can play. Foles has not exactly looked great either. <laughs> now, let me ask you something. Yeah. I have Stafford in my league that I'm just dominating right now. He's on a bye this weekend. For the longest time, I had Mike Vick. Once Vick got injured against the Giants, I dropped Vick, picked up Foles, because I like the Eagles' offense. I think they can move the ball. They score a lot of points. With the injury to Foles and that horrible game, oh, excuse me, with that horrible game he played a couple weeks ago against, what was it, the Cowboys, I dropped Foles, and I was going without a quarterback, too, for a while. This past weekend, I picked up Terrell Pryor. They're playing against each other, Raiders-Eagles. Yep. Would I go with Pryor, or would I go with Foles here? Prior, yeah, I think so too. I think that's where I'm going to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just keep it as is. Uh, I Good. mean, first of all, as of right now, we still don't know if Foles is going to play. That's true. But um, I think even if play. like tomorrow we hear that Foles is going to play, I would still go. It's on the road. It's at the Black at Hole. Oakland. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know the Eagles' defense is still terrible. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I guess you could argue that they've made improvements the last two weeks. Let me rephrase that. They held Dallas to 17 points, lost 17-3, held the Giants to five field goals, yeah. lost 15-7. to Those are two boring, boring games, Bill. You know, uh, Chip Kelly not listening to me. I, I had said, Bill, as an Eagles fan, that I wasn't expecting much from the Birds this year at all. But I said, just entertain me, you know? Right, Entertain right. me. And through the first month, they did. They were losing in blowout fashion, but they were scoring a lot of points. It was fun to watch. Last two weeks, not so fun. Yeah. So get get back to entertaining me, please. I don't care if you win or lose this year. But just uh, score some points for the fantasy freaks out there like us. Another quarterback from the NFC least pops up on the injury report. That's Robert Griffin III. We talked about it earlier, Todd. He left the game against the Broncos with a uh, left knee injury, right? The right knee was the one he had the ACL repair last year. Uh, This one was to the left knee. Shanahan, you know, says he's going to be fine. He has no problem. Does Doctor James Andrews just follow RG three around now, like everywhere he goes? Because did you see when he got hurt, he went to the sideline, and Doctor James Andrews just showed up and started looking at his knee? Well, no, I think what the situation with Andrews is. I think what is it, Auburn, and what's the other college? I don't know. Auburn and another. It might be LSU. He's like the team doctor for Auburn and LSU, and he's the team doctor for the Redskins. Oh, he is? Yeah, he's their doctor. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. In addition to his his practice. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I just yeah. figured, okay, that makes some sense. Yeah. 
Because yeah. I just know that he looks at like everyone's knee, like every sport seems like he's the guy. Well, I'm telling you, and it you, just man, seems yes. like whenever RG three comes off limping, wherever he is, whatever stadium he's at, you know, whether he's in Denver or he's in Washington, Doctor James is right there in his little Redskins uh, hat, little knit hat. Some ready business to look at he the has. Knee. I didn't know he was the Redskins on the. Yeah, I, b- I believe he's on their staff. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Moving on uh, to the running backs, Bill. Zach Stacy, the one bright spot from last night's dismal Monday Night Football fantasy showdown, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, he needs x-rays on his left ankle. I think he's going to be fine. I mean, he left the game for a little bit last night. He came back in for the last play of the game, which was probably one of the worst play calls I've ever seen with the game on the line. Um, but, yeah, he's going to go for x-rays. I expect him to be fine. He was having a great game last night. Yeah. He uh, he's been a pleasant surprise, but you know we only have one guy on the injury report for running backs. I mean that's not that bad considering what we've been going through the last couple weeks. No, we'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll Wide take receivers, it. a couple names here, Bill. That really, I don't think have uh, gotten a lot of starts in the world of fantasy football. But Brandon Gibson torn ACL, done for the year. Yep. Ryan Broyles ruptured Achilles, done for the year. That guy can't yep. catch a break. Now injured. All the time. Mike Williams of Tampa Bay, hamstring injury, he's on IR. Yeah, so we got three guys that may or may not have been on rosters. But, you know, Mike Williams is, is a guy that has had, I think, like 908 uh, to 10 touchdowns, 900 yards, 8 to 10 touchdowns every year in his career. Um, so he was a serviceable wide receiver three, maybe a bye week replacement or a flex. Broyles just never got it going, and it's, and it's a shame because he's on such an explosive offense, a pass-first offense. And then Gibson was a guy that we saw score against twice against the Patriots, was starting to get it done in PPR format, but uh, he, he'll be done for the year now. One tight end to speak about on the injury report, and that is Orange Julius, Julius Thomas. The, he had an ankle injury. He was g- kind of gimping around on Sunday, Bill, but the x-rays came back negative. The Broncos are on a bye, so the bye comes at a good time for them. Hopefully he's ready to go in two weeks. Exactly, and, and you said it, Todd, the bye week, perfect timing for them because I'll tell you, Orange Julius, uh, other than maybe, I don't know, Jimmy Graham, Jordan Cameron, there's been no more consistent tight end than, than Julius Thomas. No, uh, Vern Davis has been pretty good too. Uh, yeah, but he had a couple weeks where he just didn't show up. Yeah, true, true. He was injured. injured. Um, and I don't know if it, we, we didn't mention it, but uh, the bye week also helps Peyton Manning a little bit. They say he has two sprained ankles. So hey, What's going on there? Mortensen had that report this weekend. Like, that came out of nowhere. I don't, I don't even know. think Peyton was on the team's injury report, and then all of a sudden I'm reading that Peyton has a high ankle sprain. I don't know, but uh, something they to monitor. Look. Yeah. Something to it, monitor. Well, he had three interceptions going into week eight, and he ended up coming out with uh, six total. Uh, he had th- he threw three more, so he matched his uh, yearly total uh, in one game. Can I ask a crazy question here? Yeah, go ahead. This is like the kind of question that we get uh, from our emailers. Okay? Yeah. But this, oh, is, this is just me throwing something out there. Um, would you trade Peyton Manning right now? No. And if you did, who would you who would you have to get back in return? I would need a top five running back and a top twenty wide receiver. So Jamal Charles and Jordy Nelson. Yes, you would do it. Yes, as long as you had a viable backup. I'm just saying that. I mean, he's got the schedule is not good the next month. 
Got to play the Chiefs twice, Patriots on the road, San Diego twice. The, the schedule doesn't weeks. matter for him. It doesn't, Todd. He's just gonna. He's gonna. All, all right. those games. All those games are either gonna be shootouts or he's just gonna pass the ball. All, all they do is pass, man. Like I'm just. Yeah, I'm just throwing it. Yeah, out Moreno there. and Monte Ball. They have a few good, a handful of rushes every game, but. I'm not worried. The schedule, you know, Peyton is impervious to strength of schedule. All right. I'm just, just throwing it out there. Bringing out my big boy vocab. Do you think that he's going to equal his stats from the first half of the year? 2,900 yards, 29 touchdowns. Yeah, I think he gets Plus 50. a rushing touchdown, 30 touchdowns. Does he finish with 60 touchdowns? No. No way. I think he finishes with 55. I think he breaks 50. I don't know how high he gets, but I think he breaks 50. Well, he's already at 30. Well, 29 if the passing. With that, we're not included in that. If he throws three a game, that's 24 more. It's 53 passing. I think that's um, the, yeah, I don't think he matches with the first half of the year. Right. Right. But, uh, all right. All right, so What's, that's it for the injury report. What do you say we move over to our waiver wire report? Free agents, pickups, or waiver wire claims. Man, I'm glad I called that guy. The names may be different in your league, but the players are the same. The fantasy football champs are here with the roster moves you should make this week. All right, so Todd, here we are heading into week nine. We have six teams on a bye. You mentioned them before. They are the Arizona Cardinals, the Denver Broncos, Detroit Lions, Jacksonville Jaguars, New York Giants and the San Francisco 49ers. Kind of crazy. Six teams on a bye. So you have one, two, eh, three. Maybe three starting quarterbacks, Peyton, Stafford, and Colin Kaepernick. I'm not calling Eli, Chad Henney, or Carson Palmer a starter. So there's three quarterbacks on a bye. So teams are going to be looking for a replacement this weekend. Uh, Andy Dalton, in my mind, excellent replacement. I just don't know how available uh, or he is in a lot of leagues out there. I mean, he's even before this five weeks, right? Even before this five touchdown week, you mentioned it before. He was still playing really well. He's had three great games in a row. I think that he got picked up after this on this three game stretch he's on. He got picked up in some leagues after the first game of it, and, and every one of my other leagues after the second week. So he's not uh, available in any of my leagues. Yeah, me. Either, and they play but, Thursday night, by the way. Right. So that's why you kind of have to. I don't know. You have to. Sometimes you just have, with quarterbacks, you have to think ahead. You almost have to pick up your bye week replacement the week before, which is what I tried to do with Terrell Pryor last week. Yeah. Um, Ryan Tannehill, another bye week replacement. He's playing the Bengals. You mentioned it. They're playing on Thursday night. We got Jake Locker, who may be out there because he was on a bye this weekend. So maybe teams, uh, or you know, maybe your fellow managers started to forget about him. Uh, being a pretty consistent performer uh, before the injury, and he had a good, uh, he had one good game uh, after he came back from the injury as well. Uh, Terrell Pryor playing against the Philadelphia Eagles, and then the deeper league guy you may want to look at Jason Campbell. Although I like Pryor, Locker, Tannehill, and if Dalton's out there, I like them all better than Jason Campbell. I agree. I think Locker's a sneaky play this week because I think you nailed it, Bill. Um, you had that long stretch where he was injured, came yep. back. But I think people, a lot of people didn't pick him up because they didn't think he would come back and do anything. Right. He came back and did well, but then before you could pick him up, you saw he was on a bye. So you just left him out there. So he is a guy that I've noticed is out there in a couple of my leagues. Yeah. Um, so if you're in bye week hell this week, he's pretty sneaky. 
I mean, I'd much rather have Dalton, I think. Um, I, I think you just got to ride Dalton while he's hot, but he's not available. So um, if Dalton's there, grab him. If not, man, I think Locker is kind of interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, let's move over to running backs, Todd. Andre Ellington, we've been talking about him, talking about him nonstop the last couple weeks, finally has a monster breakout game, over 150 yards, had a touchdown, that big 80-yard touchdown run. If he's out there, that is the number one pickup this week. But if you're in a competitive league, chances are he, he was already picked up. Yeah, he's not available. The next guy on the list, Mike James, another guy that was picked up in most leagues, Bill. Now, he put up uh, – what did he put together last week? I think he put up nine points in a PPR league. Yeah, not bad. He was playing against the, the Carolina Panthers last Thursday night. Um, so, you know, what happens sometimes, Todd, when these Thursday night games come around, you know, maybe teams forget about him. True. The only issue is he's got Seattle on the road this week. <laughs> then again, Seattle gave up a bunch to Zach Stacy. Uh, Seattle on the road or Seattle at home? At Seattle. Oh, it's at Seattle. Eh, that's a different story. Yeah, it's not, not optimal. Uh, Monte Ball, another guy to consider. No, I, I consider Monte Ball – the handcuff now to have. Absolutely. For Moreno? For Moreno. Sure. And we've talked about it, Bill, and he has uh, burned us because we've talked about how it's only a matter of time before he gets injured. He gets injured every time. No, Sean yep. Moreno, this is a very long stretch of non-injury for him. And now they have a bye week. So he's made it through the first half of the year, not only healthy, but you know producing it as a top, what, Five, six, uh, yeah. running back. Absolutely. Can he keep it up? I mean, he's never made it through a season healthy. Can and, he do it? And with Monte Ball on a bye, you know, you can be sneaky here. I don't think a lot of people are going to pick him up this weekend. Probably not. I think yeah, that but, I would pick up Monte Ball if I had uh, Nershaw Marino, if I had yeah. the roster room. I think he's. I think that now that Hillman is kind of on the outs, C.J. Anderson, he played a little bit. I'm not interested. No, I'm not either. Monte Bob was getting some goal line carries, um, and uh, I think that I would pick him up if I had no Sean Moreno for the for the stretch run. Couple other running backs here. How about Shane Vereen expected back when the Patriots are coming back from their bye? Um, these next these next bunch of players are all well, actually. I throw Kendall Hunter in. If you have Kendall Hunter, he's another must have handcuff. If you have Frank Gore, Gore is playing great right now. We saw Hunter have the TD, but other than them, I have Shane Vereen. Andre Brown, David Wilson, and then Jonathan Stewart. All four of these running backs haven't played uh, because they're all injured, but they're starting to come back. Andre Brown is eligible to come back in Week 10. Shane Vereen, eligible to come back in Week 11. Jonathan Stewart may come back this week. David Wilson may come back next week. So chances are all four of these running backs are out there on your waiver wire, and you know, you're going for upside with these picks. Yeah, let's talk about Shane Vereen for a second. He's obviously very intriguing. He was one of our favorite players in the preseason, Bill, especially if you're in a PPR league. Mm -hmm. The reports are, you you mentioned after the Patriots bye week. Let me just clarify that. The Patriots play the Steelers at home this week. Then they have a bye in week 10. Right. Week 11 is Monday, November 18th at Carolina. That right now is the tentative target date for him to return to action, correct? Right. It could change when we get closer. But right now, that's what they're looking at. Yeah. Okay. So if that happens, and even if they ease him in on week 11, hopefully he looks okay. And in weeks 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, you've got five weeks, including your fantasy playoffs, Mm -hmm. 
of of uh, hopefully five weeks of production from Vereen. So Vereen is a guy. If you're in a PPR league, Bill, we got phone calls and emails uh, for the past couple months. Should I pick up Vereen? And we said, ah, wait till it gets a little closer. Well, now's the time to start yeah. looking at Vereen. Now's the time. You're right. And you think about what Stephen Ridley's been doing. He's been coming on strong the last couple of weeks, averaging 75 yards per game and basically a touchdown. Um, and look what Brandon Bolden has done, who is the Patriots' pass-catching back, and he's gotten to, into the end zone the last two weeks. So I think once Vereen comes back, Bolden gets downgraded, and Vereen jumps into a flex option if you're in a PPR format. Let's hope so. Yeah, Let's I'm hope he comes so. back and he is – Close to 100%. I mean, there's, you know, come back from injuries, no piece of cake. So, uh, but if you've been waiting to strike on Vereen, you know, now or next week might be the time. Let's move over to the wide receivers, Todd. Kenny Stills, Lance Moore, both of them from the New Orleans Saints. We know Drew, Drew Brees runs a pass-happy offense. I just I'm, I just don't – I worry about the consistency with both of these guys. I, I mean, agree. Kenny Stills, he only had three catches. Two of them were for touchdowns. I just don't think that these guys are anything more than a bye week replacement. Yeah. You know, and you're going to have plenty of bye week issues coming up. So, um, and he's red hot, Kenny Stills, but, you know, it's boomer bust. They're li- literally boomer bust players. The only receiver on the Saints that's consistent is Jimmy Graham. Yeah. I know. You're right. Uh, how about Aaron Dobson of the New England Patriots? He's getting a lot more snaps. You compare what he did, 50 snaps in week eight, compared to what Kembrell Tompkins did, only eight snaps, or 12, uh, 12 snaps in week eight. So it seems like a little bit of a shift here for the Patriots wide receivers. How about it? You know, it's been back and forth with these guys. Um, but right now, it's like you said, it's shifting over to Dobson. Um I don't know. He doesn't really. It's like it's just like you said with the Saints, the the consistency's just not there. With the Patriots, yeah. we're still waiting for Amendola to like be back. Mm-hmm. Still waiting for Gronk to you know. I mean, he had the big first game, and yesterday or Sunday he was non-existent. How's that going to look moving forward? You know, there's still a lot of moving parts there in New England, so I'm not sure how Dobson's going to fit into it as a weekly you know guy you can rely on. Right. Uh, some other wide receivers, uh, Drew Davis of the Atlanta Falcons got into the end zone this weekend. Hey, Roddy White doesn't look like he's coming back anytime soon. We know Julio Jones is not coming back this year. It's going to be Harry Douglas, and it's going to be Drew Davis going forward. So you might want to take a look at a guy uh, like Drew Davis here if you're in a deep 12-team, 14-team league. Uh, Percy Harvin, we kind of mentioned him the last couple of weeks. He's coming back. Uh, from injury, he hasn't played at all, so he's not going to pop up on the stats report. He's not. If you look at fantasy points scored, he's not going to be anywhere in the top 25, so you have to go search for him if he's still available in your league. Michael Crabtree is about a month uh, away from return, and Nate Burleson is expected to return uh, either this week or next week. Nate Burleson's a guy that, with Ryan Broyles out, Chris Durham is, is kind of playing okay, but I think Burleson steps right back into that starting lineup for the Lions. Of the three kind of big name fantasy injury guys and I'm talking about Shane Vereen I know he plays mm-hmm. running back Percy Harvin Mike Trabtree if you're in a PPR league Bill which one of the how would you rank these guys as guys that you would want on your roster you know Crabtree's not coming back till mid-November um, Vereen's not coming back until early November and Harvin can come back this week so I'm going to rank Harvin 1 Vereen 2 Crabtree 3 Okay, fair enough. Yeah. 
Fair enough. I, I don't know what to expect from Harvin because I haven't seen him play with the Seahawks yet. Obviously, this is the first year with the team. He didn't even take part in training camp or in preseason action. But I'd have to imagine they have a really good game plan for him. I'd have to imagine that you know Golden Tate, Sidney Rice, and Doug Baldwin kind of take uh, a back seat to what Percy Harvin can bring to the table for Seattle. Um, I'm I'm excited to see what happens there. Yeah, it is pretty interesting. Um, and how about Drew Davis coming out of nowhere, Bill? And this is, you know, where he went to school, Oregon. Yeah, do you know what he did I, at Oregon? Return punts. Oh, nothing. I got to give credit to my man Mike Leeds, Todd. Drew Davis was a guy that he said, listen, I'm picking up this guy in my dynasty league. I suggest you do the same. No Harry Doug, uh, no Julio Jones, no Roddy White. You know, it's going to be Harry Douglas who we think can play well, but there has to be a number two. No team just has one guy. There has to be a number two here, and it's going to be Drew Davis, and he's been playing pretty well. It's just amazing to me. Um his production at Oregon. Want me to run it off for you? 2007, yeah. three catches. Ooh. 2008, five catches. 2009, didn't play. 2010, 42 receptions, 470 yeah. yards, three touchdowns. So he was like a non-factor at Oregon. Um, you know, kind of mildly productive in 2010. But, I mean, he's a guy that I totally forgot about, honestly. And I follow college football closer than anyone. So, yeah. Um, I had to actually look him up when he when he started popping up on, on our fantasy radar a week or two ago. I forgot we went to school. Yeah, big shout out to Mike Leeds on that one for uh, kind Mike of Leeds. making he digs me deep, put baby. him on. He does. He certainly does. That's why I love about him. Uh, tight ends for your pickups this week: Scott Chandler and Tim Wright. The reason why I like Tim Wright, Todd, is because who other than Vincent Jackson is Mike Lennon going to throw the football to? Mike Williams is done. <laughs> Taquan Underwood is you know. The, I guess he's a candidate for receptions, but I think it's going to be Tim Wright. Probably. Uh, you nailed it. I mean, what else can you say? The Tampa Bay. Are they going? To, when are they going to win a game, Bill? I don't. They they might not win a game, and Greg Shannon might be fired mid-season. Only, really, only the Broncos, Julius Thomas, and. Vernon Davis of the 49ers. Really only two bye week replacements this week. Scott Chandler, uh, I think he's involved in that passing game. Playing against the Chiefs, though, so that's tough. And then Tim Wright is playing at Seattle, so that's tough, too. Um, but a lot of people, like, I don't carry a backup tight end. Do you? Uh, in one league, I have um, Vern and Jordan Cameron. Okay. And I just decided to keep Cameron because he's pretty valuable, and I've been able to put him in the flex a few times. Yeah. Uh, but, no, most of the time I don't. All right, so that was our waiver wire report for week nine. A lot of telephone calls, a lot of emails to get to in the next segment. Call in now, 855-478-7030. You can hit us up on the email, radio at footballnation.com. Your telephone calls and emails coming up next on the Fantasy Football Champs. Footballnation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on footballnation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. 
FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on footballnation.com. Simply sign up for free at footballnation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts Insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit ColdHardFootballFacts.com. Click CHFF Insider and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. Player rankings, injury updates, and waiver wire advice. The Fantasy Football Champs cover it all. All right, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Champs. Big segment for your phone calls, so get them in now. 855-478-7030. And that's where we pick up Rick in Houston, looking to add a little depth here before the playoffs. What's going on, Rick? How's it going, guys? Going great, man. What do you got for us? Well, I'm just trying to improve my lineup for the upcoming, um, hopefully, playoffs. I am 6-2, and two, and it's a non-PPR league. Um, I've got a couple of players I'm looking at, maybe Shane Vereen or Burleson, just to add some depth for the playoffs, like I said. Should You're I not- play Terry? Non PPR league, right? Yeah. Right. See, Ver- Vereen has limited value in a non PPR league. Okay. Um, how are your running backs, though? I've got Peterson and Sproles. And in a non PPR, P- Sproles doesn't have much value either. Um, right. You, you, you have to get someone on board here. Do you only have two running backs? Mm, let's see what else I've got. Peterson, Sproles. Kendall Hunter. Okay. And Bernard Pierce. Your wide receivers must be loaded if you're 6-2. and two. Yeah, I've got Keenan Allen. I've got uh, Josh Gordon, Torrey Smith, Dwayne uh, Bowe, and Marius Thomas. 
Uh, Todd, what do you suggest you're doing here? I mean, Shane Vereen, non-PPR, is kind of just like Darren Sproles, not yeah. overly valuable. He's already got one headache in a non-PPR in Sproles. Uh, are these, any of these guys available? I'm going to rattle off a couple. Monte Ball, Mike James, and I'll even say Andre Ellington. Any of those guys available? Yeah. How about Andre Brown? Andre Brown. The reason why I mentioned Andre Brown is because the Giants are on a bye this weekend. He hasn't played at all this season, but he's already been practicing. He wasn't eligible to return until week uh, week 10. That's when he's going to come back. I think he and Peyton Hillis will kind of have a timeshare in the Giants' backfield. Forget about Brandon Jacobs. Forget about Michael Cox. David Wilson still needs to get another checkup on his neck. I think Andre ba- Andre Brown can make some noise for you going forward. Who do you think would get the touch the uh, goal line carries between Hillis and Andre Brown? Uh, you know, I think it's just going to be a toss up every week. They're both very similar players, but I think Andre Brown just has a little bit more speed, a little bit more explosion. It says he's on IR. Is that correct? Well, he's on short term IR, but he's coming back next okay. week. So I would add yeah, Andre Brown. Available. I would add Andre Brown before I add Shane Vereen. Okay, and also, I've got San Francisco defense on a bye this week. I only have one defense that I carry. Should I just drop them and pick up the best available out there? Yeah. Um, you know, San Fran's defense <laughs> hasn't been all that it was cracked up to be in the preseason this year. I have no problem dropping them and, and picking up someone else. I'll tell you who okay. I really like going forward. I really like the Carolina Panthers defense. They've been playing great. I don't have them available. They're gone already. Yeah. Check out the uh, rest of the way rankings. Check out the FFCPI for uh, week nine. We'll have our defensive rankings up in just a few hours. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot, Rick. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. You can email us, radio at footballnation.com. We're going to go to the emails now where uh, Lou, Lou Catch 22 needs some help with his uh, his lineup already for week nine. He says, uh, Todd, he actually felt the same pain as you. Golden Tate killed him as well. He was up 27 points, and Ugh. Golden Tate put up 28 points. He lost by, like, oh. .3. That's tough. Jeez, that's exactly like me. Uh, yeah. And what made it even worse, Bill, what? was the taunting that he did. Oh, the bye-bye-bye, yeah, waving and his I'm hand. And I'm sure yeah. Lou Catch-22, it was like Lou and Catch-22 and I were on the sideline and it was like Golden Tate was just shoving it in our face. <laughs> you know, why couldn't it have just been a normal touchdown? Right. Like, he had to shove it. It, it to the point where, you know, if you do that in college, you know what happens? You get suspended? No. If you do that in college, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not kidding here. There's oh, take a rule. The... They take away the touchdown. That's and they, crazy. And they mark it 15 yards from wherever you did the taunt. Oh. So if you taunt at the 10-yard line as you're going in, it's 15 yards from the 10. So it'd be, it'd be first and 10 from the 25. I don't mind a little taunting. I don't mind a little trash talking. Well, last night I was hoping they were going to invoke the college rule. Because <laughs> it would have would have helped Lou catch 22 and I. I, mean, I hear you. Ridiculous. All right, so let's, let's help Lou with his lineup here. Right. Uh, team one, pick one flex. Torrey Smith against Cleveland, Jeremy Curley against New Orleans Saints, or Chris Ivory against the Saints. It's a half a point PPR. Curly, Torrey Smith, or Torrey Chris Smith. Ivory. Yeah, I'm going to go with Torrey Smith as well. Pick one tight end, Todd. Scott Chandler, Tim Wright, or Delaney Walker? I'm leaving this one to you because you were just talking about Chandler and Wright. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because both of these guys were our pickup options for this week, Chandler and Wright. 
I'm a little bit nervous about the matchup against Seattle for for right. Mike Lennon, a rookie quarterback, I'm not going to trust him. I'd rather go with the veteran Chandler who, you know, uh, other than Stevie Johnson, maybe Robert Woods. Mar- I, I think I think Scott Chandler can get a lot more targets, um, a lot more op- opportunities to score this weekend against Kansas City than Tim Wright will against the Seahawks. So I'm going to go with Chandler there. Okay. Uh, Lou needs some help with his defense, Tennessee or the Colts. Uh, Colts are playing the Texans with Case Keenum. Tennessee is playing against the Rams with uh, Kellen Clemens. Uh, Tennessee coming. They're both coming off a bye. Both coming off a bye. Indianapolis well, also playing. coming off a bye. Yeah. Both on the road. Indy's ha- Indy at least has a divisional opponent. Sometimes that that helps out a little bit. I'm going to give the edge to Indy for that. Just I for think that reason. so. I kind of like both of them. Yeah, not bad for this week. Uh, second team, Giovanni Bernard or Trent Richardson? Uh-oh, full point PPR. Gio. Gio, Thursday night against Miami. T-Rich against Houston. Full point PPR tips Gio. the scales to Gio. Uh, pick hopefully. two if you – yeah, I'm with yeah. you there. Pick two if you think Harvin plays. If not, then pick one. Dwayne Bowe versus Buffalo, Tompkins versus Pitt or Harvin. Um, I'm going to go with Bowe and Harvin. Tompkins, to me, is he fell off in a big way. Yeah, Bo, he's really lighting it up. One catch, seven yards. I mean, none of these options are really good. But he needs two of them. Maybe he has some bye week trouble. I would go with Bo and Harvin and hope for the best. Gronk or Gates? Gates against the Redskins, Gronk against Steelers. Full point PPR. Uh, uh, Full point PPR? Yeah. That's a really hard question. I'll be honest. I was going to say the Gates has the a great matchup. He needs to trade one of them and get a better receiver. Yeah, he does. Yeah. What would you say? I mean, because Gronk, Gronk has more upside, but we, we saw Gronk catch two balls for 27 yards last uh, week. I'm going to go Gronk. Rebound Again, for Gronk. If it's full he, point PPR, I, I'll agree Gronk. And okay. then for his defense, Baltimore versus Cleveland or Tennessee versus the Rams, we're both saying uh, the Ravens on that one. Yes. All right, question from Padre Paul. Hi, guys. Two questions for you. Who do you think has the most upside going forward? Running back two, Andre Ellington and Steven Ridley. Hmm, interesting. Ridley or Ellington, Todd? Who has more upside? Who has more upside? Well, if the key word is upside, I would actually lean Ellington. I'm with you there. But who's more consistent? Who's a safer play? It's Ridley. I think I think what Ridley brings to the table is a better option in fantasy simply for the fact that, yeah, Ellington has more upside because he has that big play potential, but how often is that really going to come? I mean, we saw it happen this weekend. Um, the Cardinals' offense just as a whole doesn't really excite me too much. Not like the Patriots are, are doing anything to light up the scoreboard, but I, I just think if I had to choose one, I'd rather have Ridley on my team going forward. Uh, Ridley's a much safer play. Yeah. Ellington will can give you a bigger week from week to week, but then he'll he can bust out too. You know, bust meaning bad. <laughs> He's a boom bust. He's Ellington's yeah. gonna be boom bust on, in that offense, whereas Ridley should be, you know, a pretty safe contributor. He's not gonna be the top ten Ridley that we'd all hoped, uh preseason, you know. Right. But uh and like and like he mentions in the email, you know, Vereen's coming back, that's a little bit of a concern. Bolden you know, there's a million a million uh, options there in that offense, but Ridley, I think, 
week to week, I would feel safer with him. All right, second question from Padre Paul. At wide receiver two, I have Harry Douglas, Danny Amendola, and Cecil Shorts. Shorts is Mr. Reliable. Amendola was supposed to break out, but I'm concerned he's the Colston of the Patriots. And I like Douglas, but does Roddy White coming back help or hurt him? Drawing coverage off of him or getting him less looks. My plan is to roll with Ellington at RB2 after the bye and Douglas until he shows me something different. It's a PPR league for Padre Paul. Um... I think Amendola is going to be fine. I think Harry Douglas is going to be solid, and I think Cecil Shorts is going to be solid. But it always depends on the matchup. I never just, you know, set my lineup in week eight and then just have that lineup every single week in 9, 10, 11, 12. I always go by the matchups. That's why we do rankings at ffchamps.com. That's why we have the strength of schedule. That's the beauty of fantasy football when you have depth. So when you're in a PPR league, you have a guy like Douglas, Amendola, and Shorts, you're going to use two of those best three every week. It's going to be different. Yeah, I totally agree. I like his comparison, uh, potential comparison of Amendola uh, becoming like the Marquise Colson of the Patriots. Yeah, that's a little scary, huh? Because we, we, you know. Both are a little banged up. Both have great quarterbacks that are just not playing up to expectations with their QBs. Well, Colson. Drew Brees is playing up to expectations. Ah, I'm about? sorry. I should rephrase that. Both have good quarterbacks. They're spreading it around. Right. Right. That's the, that's the key. Right. Um, I, I'm with him on the Douglas thing. Until Douglas tells me, I mean, again, like you said, the matchups are the, are the key. But, man, Harry Douglas, he's definitely viable. I, I think Roddy White coming back, that doesn't hurt him at all. No, I don't think so either because I, I think Roddy White, he just might be at a point where he doesn't <laughs> – He's washed up. He's he got, he hit that old age, and he might be you know he's not going to be the same player ever again. Right, I agree with that, but I also agree with um, Padre Paul that I think Roddy, oh, I think Roddy coming back is a non-factor for Harry Douglas' sake. Yeah, fantasy wise. Yeah. All right. Next email is from Josh in Charlottesville, Virginia. What's up, guys? I'm in four leagues this year. I need to pick up a decent wide receiver off the waiver wire. I'm in a 12-team half-point PPR as well as three other team, 10-team standards. Okay. For me, it's between Marvin Jones of the Bengals and Hayward Bay. They are both available in most of my leagues and seem a better option with more upside than others. What do you think? Loving the site, guys. Keep up the good work. Josh from Charlottesville. Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones, why, Todd? You don't trust DHB taking over for Reggie Wayne in the Colts starting lineup? Uh, Marvin Jones just caught four touchdowns in a game. And while he'll never, he'll probably never do that again in his entire career, Right. He scored one touchdown the week before and a yeah. touchdown the week before that. Yeah. This guy is red hot. Ride him while he's hot. You the don't Bengals think... are Bengals are looking good. Dalton's looking good. He's got AJ Green on the other side to take away double coverage. Um he's a clear number two. Hayward Bay, I don't know. Yet. I mean he was on by last week. That kinda hurts him from a fantasy perspective. It's intriguing to me, Todd, because we know Reggie Wayne's not coming back. And we know Andrew Luck's going to throw the football. So it's T.Y. Hillen and Darius Hayward Bay. I can't even name their third wide receiver. Kobe Fleener. Kobe, well, no, no, their third wide receiver. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, but here's the deal. Reggie Wayne got hurt on, like, the last play of uh... the first half. No, it was the end of the game. Wasn't it near the end of the game? I don't know. Man, they were on a bye last week. It seems like they it's been ages since they last played. Yeah, that's, I know. It was against the Broncos. Right. They, he got hurt at the end of the game. Yeah? 
I think so. I'll I'll check it on the next break. I'm pretty sure he got hurt near the end of the game. All right. I remember so, kind of being a downer for the. So, what's your point that we didn't see Hayward Bay? Yeah, in I don't know. Yeah, 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 I don't know what Hayward Bay's role is going to be. I don't right. know if he can, I don't know if the guy can still play or not. Quite honestly, right. I do know that Marvin Jones has produced three weeks in a row. Well, so, Hayward Bay did have that touchdown the last time we saw the Col- Colts on the field. I'm going Marvin Jones here. Who are you going with? I don't know. It's close to me. It's really, really close. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit intrigued by DHB. Um, I wish you can pick up both of them. See, it's a 12-team half point. All right. I, I guess. I guess go Marvin Jones. It's close for me, though. Very close. Very, very close. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. We're sticking with your emails. You can hit us up at radio at footballnation.com. Next email is for Andrew C. from Cali. Very easy question here, Todd. Hey, guys, full point PPR pick three. Jamal Charles, Steven Jackson, Darren Sproles, or Steven Ridley? I think you and I both agree. Sproul, uh, Charles and Ridley are in. And then we have to decide between S. Jackson and Darren. Sproles healthy. Is he healthy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we think he's healthy. Is he sure? I mean, he's doing diddly poo out there. Yeah, I know. When I ask that question, I kind of mean, like, do we think there's something? Kind of like you said with Colson. There's something going on with him because, I mean, how do you only get four touches in a game? And for zero yards. I'm like, at zero rushes, he had four catches for zero yards. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, that's that's beyond terrible. And it's not like the Saints were using, you know, a running back by committee. It was really just Pierre Thomas and Kiri Robinson. Sproles was in the game. He just wasn't getting any targets. wasn't getting any opportunities. I'm going to go Sproles over S-Jacks because really? he was even more disappointing. Okay. And I'm not feeling good about it, Bill. You could probably persuade me to go Steven Jackson here. But uh, Steven Jackson, he didn't – I watched some of that game. I watched a lot of that game, actually, for some reason. And – he didn't look good to me. Steven Jackson is playing against the Carolina Panthers. Darren Sproles is playing against the New York Jets. Both of them very good run defenses. And we actually have Jackson and Sproles right neck and neck and neck right now. I'm gonna go I'm gonna lean towards Steven Jackson, Todd, simply for the fact that I know he's getting the football. Kinda okay. like you know, I I just know that Steven Jackson's gonna get at least ten carries. Can't say that about Darren Sproles. By the way, um, I just looked it up. Reggie Wayne got hurt with about seven minutes left in the game. Okay. All right. So, yeah, we didn't get to see a whole lot of Darius Hayward Bay. Right. Uh, next email is from who we got? Roland in uh, Orlando. Hey, guys, good news. I just moved into first place in my league. Congratulations. Nice. Luckily, I picked up Dalton for Lux uh, bye week, so that was oh. a good move. Yeah. Woo. Um, he has a trade. Please rate my trade. He traded away Reggie Bush, Julius Thomas, and Danny Amendola. In return, he took on Brandon Marshall and CJ2K uh, Finley. Dropped the dropped. Did the guy a favor? I don't like this trade at all. No, I don't. I don't either. I think Reggie Bush is better than Chris Johnson, and I think Brandon Marshall is better than Amendola. But you lost out on Julius fin- uh, Julius Thomas. Now he has Jordan Reed. But I still think he could have got better value because I think the the drop off from Reggie Bush to CJ2K is, is a major one. 
Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not in love with this deal. He says I don't trust Bush to stay healthy. Reed replaces Julius Thomas. CJ two K helps me in a bye week as Bush and Moreno have the same bye week. Plus, Brandon Marshall gives me a true number one wide receiver. Huh. He doesn't trust Bush to stay healthy, but he's trusted Moreno to stay healthy. Yeah, that's okay. a little bit of a head scratcher. Uh, his question, another question this week: Do I use Andrew Luck or stick with uh, with Andy Dalton? I think a lot of people, Todd. Uh, after seeing Andy Dalton light up the scoreboard against the Jets and doing so the last pretty much the month of the season, a lot of people are going to wonder if, if Andy Dalton should become a viable starter going forward. Luck is playing against the Texans Sunday night, football night in America in primetime. Andy Dalton is playing against the Dolphins Thursday night, another primetime game. Which QB are you leaning toward? Wow. Ride the hot hand or go with the Luck coming off a bye. That's pretty close. Yeah. That's not a no-brainer. I'm going to go with Andrew Luck. Save the action for th- Sunday night. Leave, you know, we don't like those Thursday night games. So That's a good point. I'm going to go with Andrew Luck there. Before we get to the next, uh, does he have another question? Yeah, he one? does. All if right. it's Andrew Luck, would you – So all right, so we suggested using Luck. Okay. Because he's going to have Dalton on the bench, would you drop Dalton and pick up Shane Vereen? I'm going to say no way on this one. With so many teams on buys, and we went through the amount of quarterbacks, Peyton Manning, Matthew Stafford, Colin Kaepernick, three teams in this league are going to be looking for a quarterback, and Andy Dalton could be probably the best option out there. I agree. I'm not doing it for Vereen. No. Uh, You're going to make a point before we go to the next game? Well, just a couple um, uh, news and notes that are kind of coming across my phone here. Uh, What do we got? Jermichael Finley saying he's going to try to play again. Yeah, I'm not, you know, what he says and what the doctors are saying are going to be too No, totally I'm just saying I might not be this year. Oh, you mean ever? Yeah. He's, he's going to play he's, trading. He's trying to get back. That's, just, that's, that's the news. It's not breaking. It's not incredibly breaking news. but Okay. And then the second one is the Seahawks are rumored to be trying to trade for Jared Allen. Um, can you imagine that defense? They already have Cliff Haverhill. They already have Bruce Irvin. They have great linebackers. And then they're going to add another pass rusher to that team. I'll tell you what. Something's going on with the Minnesota Vikings and the Seattle Seahawks, Todd, because it seems like this team, these two teams, make a move every year with each other. Percy Harvin. Sidney Rice yep. started with the Vikings, went to the Seahawks. Percy Harvin started with the Vikings, went to the Seahawks. Now Jared Allen, too. So that may be the trade that we're keeping an eye on uh, before the before the deadline here on Tuesday, just a few well, hours. Well, we're looking for some juice for today's deadline, and um, that's about as juicy as what we've got to deal with i mean it might not happen but that's what's going on right now i just thought, i just wanted to throw that out there before we moved on bill 855-478-7030 is the phone number we're sticking with your emails as well we got email from david clark as a bi-week replacement in a ppr would you take ryan matthews darren sproles or zach stacy ryan matthews been playing really well he's coming off a bye darren sproles in the ppr we like and zach stacy uh, it's believed that he avoided a high ankle sprain, so that's good news for the Rams running back. But in a PPR, Todd, do you, do you like Matthews better than those other two runner, rushers? Matthews at the Redskins. Yeah, great matchup. And we saw Moreno get a lot of targets and uh, convert them for a lot of yards and eventually a touchdown. Am I crazy to lean Ryan Matthews, the guy that I never trust? I don't think so. He's been playing well. <laughs> I know he has. I'm leaning, I'm leaning Matthews, hot hand. I'm leaning toward Matthews as well. His second question in this email is, uh, 
At wide receiver, I need two from Harry Douglas, Marvin Jones, Torrey Smith, Nate Washington, and Julian Edelman. Uh, Harry Douglas and Torrey Smith for me. Harry Douglas, definitely. Edelman, no. Nate, no. So it comes down to Marvin or Torrey. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. And then he says, why do you not recommend Dell? What does that mean? Do you have any idea what that means? Dell. D-E-L. Why do we not recommend Dell? Why do you not recommend Dell? Like Dell computers? Dell what? Delaware? Uh, is that a misspelling? Like that? I don't know what the hell it's for. I don't even know. Were we talking about Adele early in the show? Josh, Josh, you remember us talking about Adele or anything? I don't remember Adele. I don't remember Adele either. Why do you not recommend Dave, if you're Adele? listening, uh, resend us a little clarification on that one. It's like a mystery on this email. Why Del. do you not it's recommend Dell? And there's no nothing else. There's no period. No, that's it. It, it nope. just drops off. Yeah. Hopefully Dave is okay and nothing bad happened to him. Yeah, maybe he was emailing during a uh, while driving or something. Maybe. Got a little bit of a rear rear end or uh, rear ended. Maybe. Let's hope not. Yeah, let's hope not. All right, next question is from <clears throat> Toasty Dosty. Hey. Oh, we got a little picture here, Todd. Oh, of the U. Hey, Bill and Todd. Better player going forward, Trent Richardson or Andre Ellington? Oh, that's basically what I was saying earlier. Yeah. Uh, good Lord. I don't know. I think Ellington is a better player going forward. Trent Richardson has showed me nothing this year. Yeah, I'm not, I'm still not dropping Trent, but I've got to give the nod to Ellington. Yeah. Uh, I have both. Uh, I have both and Bill. I have both and Bill, thanks for the help on Sunday last minute. Oh, oh I you said what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, Trent Richardson or Ellington. I have both of them. And Bill, thanks for the help on Sunday last minute. And what's his last thing? Uh, Appreciate Todd Canes. Go Canes this Saturday. Who the, who are the Miami Hurricanes playing? Florida State. Oh, big, big uh, Florida Huge. rivalry. Huge game. Two top ten teams, Bill. Jameis Winston. If, if you guys out there haven't paid any attention to college football, and all you care about is the NFL. Remember the name Jameis Winston. This guy right now, Bill, is probably in the top two or three for the Heisman. He took over for E.J. Manuel, correct? Yes, and this guy is, in my view, light years ahead of E.J. Manuel, and he's only a Richard freshman. This guy's unbelievable. Um, uh, he's just a guy that you're going to hear all about for the next all couple right. of years. So I like that. But it's a good game. So uh, Canes, FSU, FSU should be a pretty heavy favorite. The Canes are kind of limping into the game, kind of winning close games each and every week while Florida State just pounding everyone. Good game. Uh, Toasty Dosi sent me a text message this weekend. You know, I get a lot of text messages from our members, and I, I don't have people's numbers saved. Um, so, you know, when people text me for fantasy advice, I'm like, oh, who the hell is this? And yeah. then he was like, hey, it's Toasty Dosi. So it was all cool. good. Yeah. Uh, Thomas O'Connell asks us if he should drop Andrew Kowarlis for uh, Kyle Rudolph, the red-nosed Viking. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that so funny to me? I love it. Rudolph, the red-nosed Viking. That's right. Uh, It's a full point PPR. Bill, you were all over Andrew Kowarlis last week. I I was. I was like, I don't know. Well, he had two catches. Uh, he was blocking a lot, which is surprising because the Packers kind of ran the ball a lot with Eddie Lacy. I felt like every time Eddie Lacy took the ball, he ran it for eight, nine yards. 
Yeah. And he had a big Eddie Lacy had a big game, and James Starks kind of had a big game too. Yeah. Well, your boy Andrew Quarles, two targets, two catches, thirteen yards. Yeah, not not a very good. So yes, I would drop Quarles for uh, Rudolph. I would make that move. The Red Nose Viking. Rudolph the Red Nose Viking had uh, four targets, four catches, fifty-one yards. The previous two weeks combined, twenty targets for Rudolph. So. I would definitely go Rudolph. I think he's a much safer commodity right now than Quarles. Bill, I think you got wrapped up in the potential upside of Quarles. I did. And maybe there still is some upside there. Maybe we, you know, maybe they need to work him into the offense a little bit, a little bit more. But uh, I think Rudolph is a safer guy to have right now. And uh, we actually got an email from uh, David Clark. He he kind of. Uh... Left us hanging before. We didn't know what Dell meant. He said, why do you not recommend Dell? And apparently Dell stands for Delaney Walker. Todd, did you know that Delaney Walker's nickname is Dell? No, I think that uh, Dave passed out on his keyboard and hit the send button (laughs) before he finished typing it. I I don't even remember talking about Delaney Walker today. Did we reference him earlier? I think he was in one of the other emails. Somebody was uh, asking uh, about tight ends to pick up. And it was Wright, it was Chandler, it was Walker. I don't think we even acknowledged Dave. Walker. Right. But maybe we should have acknowledged him. The last couple of weeks, Bill, uh, he had three catches for 52 yards and a touchdown against the Niners. He has three right. touchdowns on the year. Um, They've come out really sp- spread out. I mean, he goes from 14 yards and a touchdown to 43 yards, no touchdown. 29 yards, no touchdown. He he averages about five targets a game. Uh, that's why I'm not consider his his best game this year was this past weekend or two week two weekends ago. Three catches, 52 yards, and a touchdown, and that was against his former team. His next best game, <laughs> I don't know, 43 yards, 49 yards, one touchdown, one touchdown. He's a low upside uh, tight end four by week tight end. Yeah, okay, there you, you go. Know. I mean, in the PPR, the most he'll possibly get you is about 14 points. And he's more likely to get you about 7 or 8 in a PPR. Yeah. So that's what you're looking at with Delaney Walker. So, yeah, he can if, you, if you're in dire straits at tight end and you buy weak trouble or whatever and you need someone to get you 7 or 8 points, then Walker's your guy. Who are the 10 biggest busts thus far in 2013? That's a answer – well, that's a question that we're going to ask and answer in the next segment. We've got to take a quick break here on the Fantasy Football Champs, but plenty more coverage for Week 9 coming up right after this. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs, FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. 
Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on FootballNation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright are the fantasy football champs. Uh, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Champs final segment of the day. Todd, we have an interesting article up on FootballNation.com written by uh, Michael Quinn, one of our uh, writers at, at Football Nation, and he has the 10 biggest busts thus far in 2013, the top 10 fantasy football busts of 2013, and, and it's catching fire right now. It's, it was linked uh, to some of our uh, network partners. A lot of people are, are reading this article and commenting on this article. I wanted to kind of go through his list and then compare it to, to what you and I think. Okay. Let's do All it. Right, so, so Michael Quinn, the author of this article, his number 10 b- biggest bust this year is, is Marquise Colston. Do you agree that Colston is in the top 10 for biggest bust? He deserves to be mentioned. Okay. How about number 9, running back David Wilson? This one I 100% agree Absolutely. On. Number 8, Steven Jackson from the Atlanta Falcons, only played in two games this week, uh, this year. Yeah, I mean, I guess that the only caveat to this is with a lot of these guys. He was hurt. The injury thing, but obviously, right. you know, he's been a bust, and it's been one of those injuries, Bill, where so far, I mean, I held on to him. I haven't had him in one league, his PPR league, and I had to hold on to him, so we kind of wasted a roster spot for like, it, it, at first it was going to be a couple weeks, and it just kept going on and on and on. He finally right. gets back, you plug him in. It does nothing. It's three points in a PPR? Yeah, it's bad. So yeah, right now, he's on my... Uh, He's on my nasty list, so yeah, I'm, I'm putting him up there. How about Hakeem Nix? We kind of uh, commented on his production yes. this year. He was uh, one of those players that got you zero points, one point, zero point. Hakeem Nix had seven catches against the Philadelphia Eagles, but he just can't be relied on at this point. How many touchdowns does this joker have? Zero. Yeah, enough said. Yes, he's a bust. All right, how about Stevie Johnson and the Buffalo Bills? This is one I don't agree with. I don't think he belongs in the top 10. Maybe a top 30 biggest bust list. Stevie Johnson in the top 10, I'm not feeling that. I'm not feeling it because I wasn't high on him going into the year. He's a guy every single year, Todd, gets 1,000 yards, 8 touchdowns, and maybe 70 catches. This year he's on pace for a little bit less than that, but you know what? Lately he's been coming on strong. Six catches, seven catches the last two games, over 60 yards in each one, each of them, and he got into the end zone last week against the Saints. Well, he scored three touchdowns to Hakeem Nix's zero, right? 
So that's good for him, right? Who is a wide, who is a wide receiver maybe that we can put in over Stevie Johnson? Dwayne Bow. Bow. Well, let's keep going through the list here. Bow's okay. definitely got to be on this list. All right, DeMarco Murray is his number five biggest bust of the year. He's a little bit injured. He hasn't really been playing too well. Do you believe Murray is a big one of the biggest busts this season? Uh, I don't know because of the injury. Again, it's an injury type thing. Right, so he's just playing poorly. See, to me, DeMarco Murray's on my short list of guys I'm always worried about getting injured. Right. Him so if I had, and I did not draft DeMarco Murray in any leagues this year. No. Because of this. So to me, I don't know that he'd be a top 10. I can see how he's screwing a lot of people over, but uh, I don't know if he'd be top 10. He'd be kind of borderline to me. Number four, I think Michael Quinn, the author of the article on FootballNation.com, I think he has the wrong Richardson here. He writes Daryl Richardson, but in my opinion, it's got to be Trent. Trent. Trent has to be on here. Yeah. Yes. I totally agree. Daryl Richardson, I had no expectations for. Trent Richardson, uh, it, it got from, it went from bad to worse, Bill, because he kind of started out eh, kind of mediocre with the Browns, but mm-hmm. then he got traded, and we all got excited. He went to a great team. It seemed like a great fit, a missing piece, the missing link, and he got worse. So uh, his, uh, I, I agree with you. I think you nailed it. The wrong Richardson. Uh, he has number three as his biggest bust of the year is Chris Johnson. Todd, do you agree with that one? He's still producing. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think he belongs in the top ten. Yeah, he only ha- he doesn't have any rushing touchdowns. He does have two receiving touchdowns. I mean, in a PPR league, he's averaging about fourteen to twenty points a game. Fourteen to twenty—that's a wide range. Well, actually, I misspoke. His best game this year is 17. <laughs> I, I'm so bad at math. I just quickly looked at I mean, stats. again, this guy falls into the category of his. he's past his prime. I didn't yeah. expect him to be – I expected him to be a, an RB2. Right. You know? Um, I and, know and the where, we, you know, where you kind of have him ranked or had him ranked in the preseason is low-end RB1, you know, right. high-end RB2. But, he, you know, I don't think anybody expected him to – have one of his 2,000-yard seasons again. His number two bust of the year is Ray Rice. How about Ray Ray making the list? I'd put him on this list. Maybe not okay. at number two, but I'd put him on the list. He, right. He's he's a guy that uh, I think he's just hit the wall, Bill. Yeah. I think the Ravens' entire team hit the wall this year. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, you know, the, the guy, he uh, in non-PPR formats, Bill, Ray Rice has two weeks where he went over eight fantasy points. Yeah, that's, that's not it. very good. So yeah. uh, Ray Rice not getting the job done. And then his number one bust of the year is C.J. Spiller, consensus top five pick in fantasy football drafts heading into the season. Yeah, I would agree that he needs to be in the top ten. Um, Bill, what was the quote from the coaching staff that got everybody's ears perked up? We're going to give the ball to C.J. Spiller so much, he's not going to come out until he has to puke. Yep. Week one, Fred Jackson, ten handoffs. (laughs) I didn't see C.J. Spiller puking anywhere. No. Uh, Yeah, he's got to be on the list. But Dwayne Bowe. Is absent from this list, Bill. All right, so let's let's talk about the players that we would swap in. I would take out Stevie Johnson, and I would take out Chris Johnson, and maybe Demarco Murray and Richardson, and Dow Richardson. Right? Do you think? 
are we are we not naming players that have been injured? Like we're not going to call Julio Jones a bust. Yeah, no. Are we going to call Roddy White a bust? No. Okay, so let's let's rule out play injured players. I think Lamar Miller should be on this list. Uh borderline. Okay, we both agree Trent Richardson has to be on oh, this list. Totally. Okay. Because he, he not only is he not producing, but you can't drop him. And right. You got to plug him in. It's like you got. It's almost like you're. You got kind of got to play him. Most yeah. most of us do. And you're stuck with this guy. He's a headache. He's a giant headache. Okay. Um, Dwayne Bow has to be on this list. Absolutely. He was a what top twelve? Yeah. Preseason uh, guy. Now I I did put him on my list. Remember you asked me. Preseason, who has the best chance to bust at each position? Mike Wallace, you said him. I said Bo. Uh, Yeah, I said Bo, yeah. I said Bo. And I think you said Wallace, by the way, who's another guy that maybe we should be talking about. I was going to say, Mike Wallace is my next candidate for biggest bust. Totally. Uh, What, 60 million bones they gave him? Oh, my God, to live in Miami. And let's just, I mean, you know, he's had a couple weeks where he's kind of done what he's supposed to do. But, Bill... Three weeks this year, okay, for a $60 million receiver. It's okay to have maybe one of these in the first half of the year. Mm-hmm. But when three of your performances are one catch, 15 yards, two oh. catches, 22 yards, three catches, 41 yards like you did last week, that's that's not good enough. Sorry. No, it's just not. I know he had he's had 200-yard games. He's only scored one touchdown. But he has had 200-yard games. But when you sprinkle in those three absolute turds, not good enough. Um, so, yeah, there's a couple players. We love the article by Michael Quinn. There's a couple players that you and I would swap in um, and kind of just make a few changes to this list. But Who would you say st- is the number one number one on, on your list? I think I think it really, at this point, is Trent Richardson. I totally agree. And you know what? I might throw Maurice Jones-Drew on this list, too. Uh, consideration for MJD, but, you know, he, he his team is so bad. Yeah, I true. I don't know. He's kind of like Chris Johnson to me, where I didn't really expect a lot. I kind of was like, I don't have Chris Johnson or MJD on any of my teams. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But Trent Richardson's a guy that we thought could have a better year than last year. And then, and then he's not hurt, right? Right. And he got traded to a good team. Like, perfect. Uh, I don't get it. Yeah, so to me, Trent Richardson is the biggest boss. Cause Trent Richardson and Dwayne Bowe, top my list. And then C.J. Spiller's up there in the top three. He's up for, there. For me. For me, he is. Only be, The expectations were very high with him. Uh, he does have a 100-yard game to his credit. In a, at least he scored a touchdown. Um, but, yeah, Bill, he, he's definitely been a total bust. How about – now this one I'm going to give a, uh, a little bit of an exception here. Up until the injury, Doug Martin was one of the biggest busts as well. Uh, then he got then he got yes. injured, which just added salt to the wound. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, Doug Martin, he did have a lot of touches, so he was kind of like Trent. See, Trent's starting to lose the touches now. Doug Martin, they were still feeding him the ball. Right. I, 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 we looked it up on the show a week or so ago before he got hurt or as he was getting hurt, Bill. And I remember – I think he was top five in touches. So he was getting the ball, but he just wasn't doing anything with it. Um, 
but now that the injury happened, we're kind of you know giving him a little bit of a pass. Yeah, but I think you're right. I think he was the pretty much the consensus number two player overall in non PPR formats, and uh, so I I think you put a, he has to be on the list. I think uh, through six games before the injury, obviously but through six games, he had one touchdown, and he only had one game with over 144 yards. He was averaging just 60 yards per game. Rushing, 60 rushing yards per game. And this was a guy that caught a lot of passes last year. In six games, he only had 12 catches. Yeah. So I think even if Martin stayed healthy, we, we would have him on this list. Yeah. What happened with him and Trent when catching the ball? I mean, Trent, nine catches. The entire running back core this year, we thought we were going to be so set with running backs. Uh, major disappointment so far. Huge. Bill, I think we got a couple emails if you right, want to uh, finish up with some emails here. Sure, sure. What do we got? Um, Rick in Houston. I think he just called in. Yeah. He was asking, should I start Rivers or Matt Ryan this week at quarterback? Phillip Rivers, no question, playing against the Redskins. Agreed. All right, he needs to start three out of these four players this week. Sproles, this is a non-PPR, okay? I know. Three out of four. Sproles, Josh Gordon, Torrey Smith, or Dwayne Bell? Josh Gordon's in. Torrey Smith is in. Yeah, Dwayne Bow or Sproles? I don't know. Non-PPR. Ugh, it's got to be uh, Bow. Why? I don't know. <laughs> oh. Bow would have had, like, what, three po- two points this week? One point, even in the non-PPR? I don't know. Bow Listen. has two. Yeah, Bow has two touchdowns this year. Bo, uh, he he had he's had two weeks. Bo, one catch for seven yards this past week, and earlier in the year against the Eagles, one catch for four yards. Um, I don't know what to say here. I guess go Bo. Who are they playing this week? The Bills. Yeah, go with Dwayne Bo. Why not? You know what's going to happen with Dwayne Bo? Maybe not this week. He is going to shove it in fantasy managers' faces one week, and he's going to yeah. catch nine balls for 177 yards and two touchdowns. Bank it. It's going to happen one of these weeks when we least expect it, Bill. When when he's in like 14% of starting lineups, mm. and then everyone's going to be pissed at Dwayne Bow even more. That's the kind of player Dwayne Bow is. Yeah. He rubs it in your face, Bill. I know. Uh, Ike in Charlotte is our next emailer. Would you drop – who would you drop this week to stash Andre Brown, Todd, Chris Ivory, or Anquan Bolden? I'm dropping Ivory. Yeah. And then would, he asked, would you bench Brady for Dalton going forward? I never make those. It's not, it's not just a sweeping, you know. Week all, to week. So, right. It's always week to week. Well, how always. about this week? Uh, this week, I didn't do my rankings yet, but Andy Dalton on Thursday night, I don't like playing those Thursday night guys. Yeah. Brady's, I, uh... Brady's playing the Steelers. Then he has a bye. I don't know. I guess go with Dalton because he's been hot. Brady's been cold, so, you know, ride the hot hand while you got him. And then uh, Ike also also says, are you still offering $5 for beating uh, my team in the DraftKings.com contest? Yes, we are. So if you beat me this weekend, you got an extra $5. Congratulations. Bill, I think I beat you by .5 points. I saw that, a fantasy phantom. You pulled some shenanigans, I think. I pulled some shenanigans. I think we had the exact same lineup. It's for somehow you have a little bit of a higher score than me. Where was our difference? <laughs> kicker? I don't know. Yeah, it might have been kicker. 
Who did you start at uh, running back? We both had Marshawn. And Moreno. Moreno. Who did you start defense? Saints. I started uh, Packers. Oh, I, I took the Packers out last minute. Janikowski was my kicker. I had uh Dolphins kicker. Okay, so maybe that's where I can't even the, remember his damn name. Uh, Carpenter. Carp- no, it's like Sturgis. Oh, Caleb Sturgis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Todd, oh, my God. We were Jags on the line. We didn't even notice. We wouldn't be a, a fantasy football champ show without one call from Jag. Jag, we have about 30 seconds. We got time for one call. What, what, what do you got for us, my man? How you okay, been? I think for the defenses. Uh, oh, all right. Well, we, don't have, we don't have to speed that much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Slow down for the defenses, I, in multiple leagues, I have Carolina, New England, and New Orleans. Yeah. Do you want me to drop any of those to pick Baltimore, Tennessee, or Indianapolis? Um, what, what was that? Carolina. What was that last one again? Uh, I think it's Colts, Colts, Dallas, Tennessee, Baltimore. I kind of wanted to hear you say Indianapolis again because I like the way you say it. No, not fighting on that one. <laughs> um, no, the Ravens would be the only defense that I'd be considering to pick up. Okay. Right. Um, I think uh, one question, sorry. For the Stafford, for the bye week, do you want me to pick Alex Smith, Ben, Big Ben, or Ryan Tannehill? Um, Alex Smith against the Bills. Okay. Thank All right, you. thanks, Jag. We appreciate the phone call. Todd, I wanted him to say Indianapolis again because I like the way he said it, but he didn't bite on that beat. Hey. Jag is one of our most loyal audience members. Love when Jag calls in. Had to you get know what's going to be great? That I'm looking forward to the show at the end of the year. When everyone's calling in, telling us how many uh, titles they want. Yeah. Because Jag has 15 leagues going. Something tells me. What's the over-under on number of Win- a number Super of Bowls that he's in, fantasy Super Bowls that he's involved in, and how many championships he has? I'm going to set right. the over-under on championship games at nine. Total. He's going to be in nine In nine, nine of them? Games. Okay. And he's going to win five. All right, so you're saying he's going to make about half of the championships. He's in 15 leagues. He's going to make nine of them. All right. He's going to make 60% of them. All right, I'm with you there. And you think he's going to win, of that nine, he's going to win five? Yeah. Those are good odds. Um, I would take the. What, so I'm so going to say. Five yeah. and a half? Yeah, five and a half and nine and a half. All right, I'm going to take the. I'm going to take the over in both situations. So you think he's going to be – all right, well, I'll, I'll take the under. So I'll take nine and five since that's kind of yeah. what I okay. said. All right. Well, I can, I'm looking forward to that. You know, uh, week 16 when we do the show and Jag calls in and uh, week 17 whenever we're done. Right. Jag's going to call in and he's going to tell us. It's going to be interesting. Can't wait. He's the man. We need to have a big recap show at the end of the year. Best callers, best emails of all time, best analysis, something like that. You know, we'll do something fun for the best end of the year. Uh, photoshopped picture of Bill and I. Right, right. So get your submissions in now. Yeah, if you guys are into Photoshop out there, <laughs> um, send us something. <laughs> send us something. <laughs> we have callers that uh, that do that, and we yeah, like it. And we tweet it out. It's fun. We we yeah, like making fun of ourselves. So go absolutely. for it. Absolutely, especially Bill. Uh, yeah, I'm all all game for it. Uh, Todd, do you have anything to add before we take off for today? No, man. We're in uh, two minutes of overtime here, and Josh, you know, his overtime bill is uh, – It's kicking in. Fees, we can't pay the bills, yeah. His fees are monstrous, so we gotta, we got to get off the air. I want to thank all of our callers, all of our emailers, all of our listeners for today. Uh, we got to thank our producer, Josh Deering, for an excellent job 
best of luck in week nine. We'll be back here on the radio, Football Nation, on Thursday from 4 to 6. Until then, check out ffchamps.com for all your fantasy football needs. Thanks for listening. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs, FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance.